Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley on a Thursday afternoon. Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. A lot to get to today. Big-time guest, director of athletics out at uh, Midway. We'll uh, check in with Brad Shelton. I believe we've got him down at about 420. And then we'll uh, we'll go over to uh, John Mashoda out in Oxnard, California, where the, uh, the Cowboys are getting ready to leave tomorrow and go to Seattle. As they break camp in beautiful Oxnard, California. They'll hate to say goodbye to it, but uh, they'll uh, come back to the cool climes of Dallas-Fort Worth. Where at this very moment, let me look. This thing does not, my weather bug is a little bit out of kilter. It always reads too high. But as of 3 o'clock in uh, in Dallas, now this is a correct one I'm looking at. They'll uh, 105 degrees. At five o'clock, it will peak at 107 degrees. So that's what the Cowboys will return to. Now, Aaron, you are a uh, you pride yourself in being a kind of a oh uh, you know weather guy there in the uh, Central Texas area. Um, what do you uh, what do you have it at right now in Waco, Texas, or right outside the studios at um, at Eminem Broadcasting, hard by Bagby Avenue? It is one hundred and six. <laughs> oh man, a little breeze though, Aaron. Right, oh, nice yeah, little yeah. breeze Feels out like there. Like a hair dryer. <laughs> a little breeze coming through. And um, the do oh man, I'm looking at some of the dew points and everything. It will not get below. Here's I like this one too, Aaron, because I was checking on the Cowboys coming back to Dallas at nine o'clock tonight. This does not even seem possible, especially given the cold front that moved through Tuesday and Wednesday. That and I use the term cold front loosely, but it was kind of nice. There was a morning I got up and played uh, tennis here recently. And it was like 72 or 73 degrees at 7.15 in the morning, which is was beautiful. At 9 p.m. tonight in Dallas, it will still be 100 degrees. At 10 o'clock, it will drop to 98, and it'll be 96 degrees at 11. And it um, looks like the lowest it will get is 85 degrees at 7 a.m., from 5 to 7 a.m., it'll it'll hold steady at about 85 degrees and then start working its way up again. And at least the Metroplex will get up to 108 on Friday. So, Aaron, how about how's the Baylor football team? Are they ready? That's a hard thing to know how to do because you can get more work done 
and feel better about things working in your indoor air-conditioned area over there. But but you got to get ready for the elements. Oh, I wish they could move that game back. What time, Aaron, is the Texas State game on the second? I believe that one is a what, 6, six o'clock, o'clock p.m. Yeah. start out. Yeah, mm-hmm. start. Yeah, kickoff. So and, two of course, o'clock two, for the pregame. Yeah, that'll be. By the way, Baylor officials, Baylor alumni, Office of Baylor alumni, I know y'all built me that beautiful stage. I say me, for ESPN Central Texas. Y'all have and Doug Furch and his gang do a tremendous job. Let's have one of those um, climacool type fans out there uh, headed toward the stage, if possible. Just a big, and if it makes a lot of noise, I'm fine. Aaron, I know we do have to care about our on-air product, but if it does, you know, if it makes, it's, I think they call those things porticools. They have them down by the benches in games, in football games. Let's have one of those directed at the stage. Aaron, the hard part is I bet if they're going to do something like that, they'll put it right over there in the TV tent and put it on John. Now, what I wonder, John, you, I mean, people on TV always wear makeup, and, and you'll see some anchors, honestly, no matter what age, they do wear uh, makeup. But I have not seen John in TV makeup really ever. Uh, since I've known him now back in his, his, his days but I mean it would kind of melt out there but I could see the TV folks getting some uh, getting a fan or a port cool or something like that but we'd like that over in the uh, Baylor alumni tent the office of Baylor alumni we are the uh, Matt Mosley show brought to you by Central National Bank our longtime um presenting sponsor they took over for uh uh for jim turner chevrolet and jim turner of course is back with us you hear him every day 440 campus confidential so we're just so excited to be supported and we feel loved in that uh in in the in that situation now aaron uh the baylor freshmen are descending on the campus today my own nephew, John Andrew Logsdon, is on the scene, and uh, that's pretty exciting, pretty exciting stuff. He's a fifth generation of our family, and his parents, Joseph and Mandy, dropping him off. He's the big brother to two of my nieces, and uh, we're all uh, very, very excited for him. But these are emotional days, and so They'll uh they'll be a goodbye later. There'll be a picnic and all that kind of stuff. But uh, families have uh, arrived on campus, and his cousin uh, Annie Neff, uh, Sean and Bethany Neff's daughter, has also arrived on campus by way of Nashville. So uh, pretty exciting stuff happening on campus. Aaron, I've I've toyed with the idea of just kind of popping in for some of this, showing up uh, for the uh, the picnic. And just, you know, but then I think, you know, that needs to be my sister and brother-in-law's thing. I, I don't need to be jumping in as part of that. But uh, we'll uh, we'll keep a pretty close eye on on things. But John Andrew is such an awesome kid, and I know Andy is too. Uh, we don't really have to keep a close eye on him. But for good measure, Aaron, eight home games this year. <laughs> we'll be down there eight weekends <laughs> if we need to check in, maybe uh, – Maybe see what's going on. 
they'll be over there studying at the coffee house over at Common Grounds doing uh, doing their thing. But uh, very, very exciting times for the Baylor family. Aaron, I think the Baylor uh, enrollment now sits somewhere in the neighborhood of 20,000. All right? You know, recently I was on the Auburn campus. I mean, that's honestly only in the 26 range. Same for University of Tennessee. Tennessee may have 28 or 30 or something like that, but it, it's, it used to be I thought, I thought these big state schools were way bigger than Baylor. Baylor's gotten kind of big. And uh, now not all 20,000 are undergrads, but still 20,000 enrollment. How many of those are undergrads? Um, 16, 17, somewhere in that range. Jason Cook was on earlier today with uh, John Morris. He's a great friend of our show. Jason will probably be out there at the picnic. You know the president, uh, President Livingstone, and uh, Brad, the first, uh, the first gent, will be on the scene. Aaron, can you move a picnic like indoors, do you think? I mean, with temps soaring into about the 106, 107 range, can you, could you go indoors on one of those picnics? I, I feel like you could take that thing into the student union building. Now, how many, ki- how many parents and kids is this going to be? I mean, it could be in the neighborhood of four to 5,000. You count the parents, we're talking about like 6,000 people. Where do you have a picnic? Uh, Aaron, did that come up in, in uh, John's conversation with Baylor Chief Marketing Officer Jason Cook? Any like the? It seems like the, in the past they would have held that at like Minglewood Bowl or Founders Mall or something like that. One of those storied locations. Did the picnic was that mentioned, Aaron? Do you recall? There was no discussions of picnics. No. Was there any discussion of the new Cubs? There was. That was the last thing that okay. they talked about. All right, I believe on the 26th there will be an introduction to the new Cubs. That's Bell and Indy. Bell and Indy, the new Cubs there on the uh, on the Baylor campus. Everybody will go over there and check the Cubs out. Um, that's uh, yeah, just to, that's coming up pretty quickly here tonight around the area. Aaron scrimmages happening. I'm attending a scrimmage this very evening. Some of those have been pushed back due to the, the uh, rising temperatures. And um, uh, so I'm, uh, I'm going to one tonight at about 745. Uh, and uh, we'll check in with uh, see what Midway's up to because uh, they've got a lot going on out there. Brad Shelton, the, dire- the uh, AD, is going to stop by today at uh, 420. And we'll kind of see what they are up to. Um, this is a lot of interesting things going around in the sports world. Aaron, the, we, I, I kind of like it in college football when they start announcing, like, who's won these uh, quarterback jobs. Earlier today, oh, about 1 o'clock our time, Peyton Thorne won the Auburn starting quarterback job. Now, He's a transfer. He beat out the incumbent, Robbie Ashford. Maybe a little bit of a surprise there. And we'll start uh, against UMass September 2nd. Um, Aaron, that one, that one catches me by surprise a little bit. Uh, as, uh, as Auburn names its quarterback, a transfer uh, thorn comes from Michigan State. 
Aaron, do you remember watching the young Thorn at Michigan State? I remember them getting their getting bashed in, getting beaten pretty badly. But I'm having a little trouble remembering the Peyton Thorn, two-year starter for the Spartans. And they said his leadership and efficiency throwing the ball were big factors in him winning the job at Auburn. Ashford transferred from Oregon after the 2021 season. He was the starter for most of last season and played in all 12 games. Dynamic runner who finished with 710 yards and seven touchdowns, but passed for just seven touchdowns and threw for seven interceptions. There's your problem. Aaron, that is the uh, that is the problem right there if you're looking for one. I, I also I, I, like, I like looking around Major League Baseball days like today. Rangers did lose a game finally last night. They've had an unbelievable August. They lose two to nothing. And if you were watching that game, uh, Detmers, Aaron, who I kind of joked about, bad record, two and nine. Like a 5.23 ERA, no hits. The uh, Rangers for, I guess he made it six and two thirds. I mean, he he went seven. He went back out there for the eighth. So I think he made it through seven. I don't know if he made it any time into the seventh inning, but the Rangers finally got a double, and uh, they knocked him out of the game after he went back out there for the eighth inning. Aaron, that's why, I mean, that's a young guy. You don't give up on players. He's 23 years old, and the Rangers had zero answers for him. And finally poked one through. Simeon got a double last night, and um, and that got him out of the game. Then they got in a little trouble, and they had a guy out there. His name was uh, not Chavez, Gomez, perhaps. And he was struggling. He was a little wild. And the Rangers couldn't push one uh, across and end up losing that game two to nothing to the Angels. Now, Aaron, whoever closed that game out for the Angels, like put on a little display after the game, like they just won something. Halos, you're <laughs> twelve and a half games out. I mean, I, I, it's a, it's fine. It's a nice win for them. They they salvaged a win in the series. They still lost the series. And Aaron. I don't know if you saw the very end of that game. He started pumping his fist and just going crazy. I mean, really giving it the business. And uh, so uh, occasionally you'll see this lineup just not. And Jankowski late almost hit a three-run homer. It faked out the TV announcer, Dave Raymond. Love Dave. We had him on recently. Uh, Aaron, and I think that was when uh, you were away at the World Series of Poker. We had Dave Raymond on. Raymond got off the bat. He just got fooled. It happens. It's probably happened to every announcer. He just didn't judge it off the bat. Ball ball just, I mean, it, it, it did look like a good extension, and it would have been a walk-off three-run homer. Now, Aaron, the problem was that thing was caught like <laughs> it did not – I'm not even totally sure if it made it to the warning track. If it did, the the guy had maybe one or one foot back on the warning track. So he did get fooled on the call, but most everybody watching that game got fooled as well because it did look like he got a lot of that. And then Heim missed a double by literally a foot, maybe two feet. 
had a hit ripped one down the the and it, and then he ends up striking out. But Heim almost had a double. I'm loving J.P. Martinez. Aaron, is that not a guy that's becoming a fan favorite quickly? The uh, prospect, bring him up. Last night he didn't start. They use him as a pinch hitter late, and he just does what he seems to always do. He just, I mean, they throw him off speed, or excuse me, they throw him away uh, on the outside corner, and he reaches out and goes with it. I think it's about a 97-mile-per-hour fastball, and he reaches out and swats it out into center field. That's J.P. Martinez. Like him, like his speed. I like how slick he is in the outfield. And right now, our man Leodi is in a bad way. Leodi was up there, you know, striking out to end the game. He was upset. J.P. Martinez, get him out there, keep him in the lineup. Really enjoying this J.P. Martinez run that the uh, that the Rangers are on right now. Lots to get to today. We will continue, and uh, we'll do it, and we'll get you caught up on a little uh, a little Cowboys news. Uh, and of course, five o'clock today, major Cowboys guest John Mashoda from the Athletic will join us. That is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Are you ready to have your garage back? Check out Lone Star Structures, affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and off kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks you can trust. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at mayafuels.net. That's mayafuels.net. You're listening to ESPN central texas live from the allen samuel studios every man has his special tool that he likes to carry around with him that tool belongs in a special place a toolbox because if you lose your tool well driving a truck around without a toolbox is like driving an emasculated truck hi jay here to let you know that at pickup outfitters we believe in masculinity so we carry virtually
virtually every kind of toolbox. Cross boxes, chest boxes, side mounts, tool boxes for flatbeds, steel, aluminum, black ones, white ones, shiny ones, big, sturdy toolboxes. But in some cases, small toolboxes are okay because it's not always the size of the toolbox that matters. It's how you use it. Every working man has the right to protect his tools in a toolbox. So guys, do not run around with your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox from Pickup Outfitters, where every day we fight the good fight to end truck nudity. Pickup Outfitters at 220 Lake Ear Drive in Waco or check out our website at createacommotion.com. After a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO. Quicker games, more action. Baseball looks different in 2023. So do the Texas Rangers. Summer is fun again in Arlington. Make your plans to catch a game or two this season at Globe Life Field. More teams than ever are coming to face the Rangers. Great matchups, lively crowds, and climate-controlled comfort await you at the ballpark, along with fun giveaways and City Connect Fridays. Grab your tickets at rangers.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Audience Matt Mosley. NFL Blitz coming up at uh, 340. We do have some contract uh, details uh, emerging from yesterday on Zach Martin's contract. It's uh, two years, $36.85 million. There's a bonus uh, of $5.8 million. So the 2023 base salary will be 1.25. 2024 will be 18 million. In March, Cowboys converted 11.8 of his original salary into a signing bonus. All right, so there it is. I mean, it's it's kind of convoluted. There's more to it. I promise you, it's a little it's a little bit uh, too much. So we won't go too far into that. Uh, one other little contract note, though. You remember them doing uh, Donovan Wilson in March, three-year, $21 million. Malik Hooker recently uh, started camp, three years deal. And now Jaron Curse, a 23, his base salary of $4 million, they've guaranteed that. His salary would have been guaranteed on week one, so this is some added protection beforehand. Uh, whatever that, Whatever reason you need to do that, they've done it. He's a good player. He's someone they've depended on to uh, have the mic uh, or, or have the speaker in his ear and uh, call out the plays and get the defense set up. They've used him for that in the past. Yesterday was good news for the Cowboys. Micah Parsons was back at practice. No rap on his leg. Yesterday did get feisty, though. Uh, Micah Parsons and Tyler Biotish got into it. Sam Williams arrived on the scene. It was the second incident of practice. They hadn't had any fights the whole camp. And yesterday, got with it, uh, Michael Parsons was quoted saying, it's our last practice of camp, man. You got to give it all you got. That's what it's all about. I told the guys, 
before we came out, this is our Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just nothing more than being ferocious and just being a dog competitor. Um, <laughs> he also added uh, that he, his hand was fine despite punching, using it to punch some of his teammates. <laughs> oh, man. Apparently, the Williams little blindside hit, Sam Williams on Biotish, was payback on a Biotish hit during a nine-on-seven that led to the first prolonged scuffle of the day. Biotich right in the middle of everything. Now, J. Ron Kirsch, who we were just talking about, uh, had this quote on the feistiness of the final padded practice yesterday in Oxnard. Today was kind of a mock game walkthrough situation. They'll depart for Seattle tomorrow. J. Ron Kirsch said, they came for us. So we ain't taking no S from nobody. All 32 teams, we ain't taking no S from nobody. So if that's what it comes down to, whether it's our offense or the next offense, we're trying to show we're the best in the business. And it got spicy out there. It's going to get spicy on Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays. Whenever the bleep, we got to line up. That's how we're going to come. Here, and I like that curse. Very salty little attitude as uh, as he starts to uh, he starts to answer the bell. Uh, and again, man, I'm excited for all this football. I, I'm going to a scrimmage tonight. Several scrimmages around Central Texas this evening. We'll keep our eye on it for you. And then some of these games start up on the. Well, let's see. There's games on the twenty fourth. Um, I think some of these games will be on the, I mean, there's, there's, they're coming, man. I'm trying to think when these first high school games, uh, start up, Aaron, it's probably the 20, cause the first Baylor game is the second on a Saturday. I think it's that Friday before that is when these, uh, high school games start to go. And uh, we'll talk to the Midway, um, uh, athletic director. Uh, that'll be fun. Brad Shelton will be on with us. And that's going to happen at about 4.20 today. In other NFL news, and we'll have more NFL blitz coming up, uh, running back Dalvin Cook um, said he didn't need to hear an aggressive sales pitch from Aaron Rodgers to sign with the Jets. He says it was unspoken. He said, quote, he doesn't have to recruit. His game recruits itself. Aaron is Aaron. If you don't want to be part of something like that, I don't know what you want in football. Aaron, that's interesting. I mean, there's this is a guy that uh, was with the Vikings, Dalvin Cook, really good back for the uh, Vikings, and yet he goes he goes across and he in the immense respect for Rodgers. Aaron, I think players have more respect for Rodgers than even the media. And fans have. Now, maybe Packers fans have developed a love and a passion for him, but even Packers fans think they should have more than that one Super Bowl. I think as you go around the league, the players just have a huge amount of uh, respect for for Aaron Rodgers. And and it it showed in this offseason 
were kind of everybody he wanted from Green Bay. As he started kind of naming, I want this guy, I want that guy, I want Cobb. Um, the the uh, Jets did it. Aaron, do you agree with that? That that that, that it just feels like teammates, former teammates, players across the league have sort of or in awe of Rodgers similar to what people felt with uh, Tom Brady. It, it may not quite rival Brady in terms of just the uh, credibility and, and the juice that he brings, but, Aaron, it's not far off. No, absolutely. When, when he first got to the Jets' facility, Sauce Gardner – you know, was one of the first people to meet him and had bought him a uh, a really cool gold necklace. But, I mean, it seemed like Sauce Gardner was a little starstruck. He was just so excited to be around Aaron Rodgers, you know. I mean, that's someone that he had probably watched play quarterback his whole life and saw him do it at a very elite level. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think the players uh, – have more reverence and respect for him than fans and the media do. You know, um, it is uh, it's kind of it's kind of wild to to watch and to to see you know how everybody kind of carries themselves around him, and then to see him say, "Aaron, what were those quotes we had yesterday about the O line?" Kind of like, "I'm not concerned yet." But I mean, he did say at some point I might start asking some questions of our of our GM and of our coaches. Hey, can you get me some continuity? And it's going to get a little late. They may have they may be able to shore it up a little bit uh, with people that get cut. But I think he's saying let's um, we're getting to the point where let's stop the uh, experimentation and let's get some people in. Now, Aaron, last night I was taking a peek around at um, Major League Baseball. I Cubs have kind of been meh last couple of years. I just have I kind of gotten away from the Cubs and really caring what they're up to. I guess they've gotten a little bit better. I mean, they you know, they kind of had a fire sale, got rid of some players. But that scene at Wrigley last night, down two in the ninth, uh, Morrell had a three-run walk-off home run. Aaron, that's ba- that that was a scene on a Wednesday night at Wrigley. I don't know if you got to see a replay of that. He goes yard, and then it it sets off one of the wildest celebrations. You would have thought it was some kind of playoff game. And then you know how they always rip off the player's jersey when they get to home? Well, he ripped off his own. He comes around third and just rips off his own jersey and kind of throws it to his teammates. That is uh, Morrell, and that was uh, that was a pretty cool scene. And even on a day, I noticed the commissioner has been talking about the attendance boom in baseball. Well, I mean, it's 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 things like that. It's things like the Rangers spending a bunch of money and going indoors. Aaron, if you think about it, when the kids go back to school and weeknight games, even when the Rangers were in contention were a tough sell. That I mean, when it gets to 105, 106, first pitch, say 705, and it's sitting there at about 102, it's hard to get people to go out there and sit in that. It's not anymore because it's like, you know, 71, 72 degrees. 
and they're just ready to go. They're ready to go immediately, and so I uh, the attendance has been great. Aaron, I did not – I mean, I also think – I don't know if this is the attendance boom, but the pitch clock helps. People know they can go out to these games, and, and they might get a game in in less than two and a half hours. I mean, it is not uncommon to see a two-hour baseball game, something that just was, did not happen. I, I used to know that if a Ranger game started at 7.05 or 7.30, if it started at 7.30, I knew that if I, to, if I came in at 10, I could see the end of the game. Okay, I, at 9.45 or whatever, I could see a, I could see a, good, a good portion of the game. It's just not – I mean, it's it, it's not happening anymore. I mean, game's over. Game's over. On a 7.05 start, if you think you can see some of it at 9.30 9.45, you're going to miss the whole game. So that has to be helping, I think, with attendance uh, uh, in, a cer- in a certain respect. But uh, pe- uh, people are loving going to games right now, and I'm, I'm loving watching this because the Rangers and the Astros. Aaron, I'm a little bit impressed with the Astros. Because when a team goes like 14 and two or whatever it is to start August and is in a huge role, or, and they did lose a game last night, but I mean you can get buried in a hurry. And the Astros are sitting there slugging it out and are only they're off today as well, two and a half games out. I mean, Aaron, that that's survival when a team goes goes that goes that well. And, they, and of course, the Astros had gotten it tied, and then they were a half game back. And then they were three and a half games back, and now they're two and a half games back. I, Aaron, the Astros are proving, and of course they'll be in the wild card. I looked at the division, Aaron. Did you see what Seattle is in the wild card race? I thought, you know, I kind of thought, well, Seattle's been playing better and, and they're doing okay, but they don't have a, any shot at the division because they're about six and a half out. Um, Aaron, they're one game out of the wild card, the Mariners. Oh, wow. So you've got three possible playoff teams coming from the AO West. They're playing great. I mean, they're playing great ball. I mean, they're they're you know they're seven and three the last ten. So are the Rangers. So are the Astros. And tomorrow, I believe an Astros Mariners series gets going. And that that's going to be fun. I mean that 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 is in Houston. And Seattle's in a really good spot right now. They're playing well. So is Houston. And then um, Rangers will get going tomorrow with a three-game set against the Brew Crew. Aaron, does that do anything for you? The Brew Crew coming to town. I kind of like, I mean, I kind of like watching the Brewers. I like their old uniforms more than their current ones. I like the organization. And I like their record right now. I think that's a good challenge. It is. I uh, think they're like 65 and 53 or something like that. Yeah, it, it'll work out kind of advantageous for the Rangers in that they'll miss their best pitcher, but they have a good staff all the way around. Burns is pitching tonight for Milwaukee, and he has been great this year, so he will miss the Rangers series, but the rest mm-hmm. of their staff is pretty solid too, as I, yeah. as as you can tell by their overall record. Are they playing the Mariners tonight? Um, they're playing – Seattle has a game, and it might be going on right now. One of those games was going on, I think, as we were coming out today. Oh, they played uh, the we'll Dodgers keep, tonight. The – who's that? Brewers. The, the Brewers or the Mariners? The Brewers. 
The Brewers do. Okay. The Mariners are playing today, and I just can't remember. Um, Bottom of the eighth, two outs, and they lead the Kansas City Royals 5-4. to 5-4 four. Four lead over the Royals, and I think that might get them to either six games out or five games out in the AL West. It might get them to six games out with the Rangers and Astros uh, being off today. Uh, Aaron, John Gray was great last night. 30... Six strikeouts in the last four starts for those pitchers. They gave up a combined uh, three earned runs in those four starts. Um, I mean, they scattered some hits. I mean, some of them, like uh, the uh, Scherzer had, I think, gave up one hit. But, I mean, just unbelievable. And the amount of innings they had, let's see, 21, 27 innings. I think they went 27 innings in those games. Everybody except maybe Montgomery pitched seven. Uh, Montgomery went six, but it's kind of they had a nice lead in that game. John Gray last night gives up one run, walked a few people, maybe had two or three walks in seven innings, and this is what he had to say afterwards. Gives up one run. I'm a little frustrated because I just don't think I ever felt feel that great. I feel like only 20% of the time I feel good, which is kind of, you know, whatever. You battle with what you got, and I felt like we did a good job of battling with what we had tonight. He gets zero uh, support. Otani pokes one out of there early. Love watching him. Love the – his swing is not – you know, Seeger has that gorgeous, you know, kind of flow. Uh, just I love the way he gets to the ball. Otani, it's fun, too. I don't know if I'd call it the prettiest swing in the world. It's like this its this uppercut he delivers to the ball. and But, man, when he makes contact, it's just, it's just, it's just out of there. And he hit one out last night. Um, Gray said that one pitch to Otani, I mean, I thought I got it where I wanted to, but, you know, he's a different kind of player. Uh, boy, that's true. That's true. Eric, can you believe the Angels will just kind of let him walk after the year? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know they're going mean, to try it, to sign him, but I can't see him staying. They, there's just so many better teams. They don't have a very good outlook as far as improving a lot next year and making a run at a, at a division title, especially with the Rangers and the Astros and the Mariners in the same division. I, I, he may end up on the Dodgers. Um, I, I would love, I mean, I, I, I could see the Rangers making a play for him though. I mean, they just spend and spend and spend. Ray Davis has done it. They spent a huge amount on DeGrom who's not able to perform for them. Can you imagine inserting him into what is already a nice rotation? DeGrom, the best they can hope for DeGrom is to come back like next July or September or something like that. He's not going to be back for a long, long time. Aaron, I, I mean, the way the Rangers have spent, who who else would you say for Otani right now? Yankees will, Yankees will try to get in on him. Um, Dodgers will try to be in on him. And I don't know if these are the same Red Sox that they used to be. Used to be Red Sox would be in, but they're weird, man. They're, I mean, they're a team that's just like, ah, you know, see you, Mookie. I mean, I know you're awesome, like MVP candidate every year. See you, man. Why don't you go play for the Dodgers? 
I don't think they're the same Red Sox. Anybody I'm missing? Braves? Would the Braves make a play? I mean, obviously, they're really good. Um, I mean, uh, Cubs are Cubs are not. You know, that's a team that will spend. I could see, I could see the uh, Cubs making a, a play, but that's the that's the greatest draw in baseball right now. I can't even tell you who's second, Aaron. Who are people dying to go see? And it could be a pitcher. You can name it because Otani's both. He's a pitcher and a hitter. But is there anybody who's second? <laughs> who's second in Major League Baseball? I mean, would you say still Mike Trout? Just because no. he, he's such a – I mean, he's still – it's still fun to go see Trout because, you know, every at-bat's kind of a big deal. Yeah, but he hadn't but it, who's, played so little this year. When he's healthy, yeah, but um, I don't know that there's a – well, there's not a close second, so I don't know who would be second. Get us on the text line. Acuna Hit us maybe up on this. Atlanta? Who? Acuna, Ronald Acuna Jr. from Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe Acuna. Yeah. Rangers just sent his brother somewhere. Who did they? Uh, Cardinals? No, that was who the Mets they? for. Or was uh, that the Scherzer. Scherzer deal? He's with the Mets now. The Mets spend a huge amount of money. Now, they always end up embarrassing themselves. And then having to trade, but I can see the Mets trying to battle the Yankees for Otani. I mean, maybe he, li- maybe Otani likes it out there, though. I mean, Otani. Well, you would think he would go to a place where they're truly going to contend. I just can't believe the Angels are just this bad. I mean, again, they faded recently. They kind of hung in and hung in, and then they had a bad fade lately. Seattle. Who's Seattle have that's so awesome? I mean, I can't, I can't even think who, why, why Seattle's playing so well right now. I have to think back about uh, Seattle's lineup. All right, it is time for the NFL Blitz. We'll go around the league. We'll take a peek at the Cowboys. We'll do it all next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. 
Make buying easier at Richard Carr's construction sale event. The 2023 Buick Encore GX has style that stands out with premium interior at an unbeatable value. Right now, Richard Carr qualified buyers can save $32.50 and drive off in a 2023 Buick Encore GX for $24,435. Plus, qualified buyers get 1.9% financing and no payments until 2024. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home in your new Buick today. See dealer for details. At Richard Carr, we give you more. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators, maintenance and electrical technicians, and supervisors for their plant. Day and evening shifts are available. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers a comprehensive benefits plan including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. PTO begins day one of full-time employment. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with TYM to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, you hear the music. You know what it means. It's time to talk a little NFL. We do it at 340 each day. Big programming announcement coming at 5 o'clock tomorrow, and uh, we'll have some fun with that. Uh, And a little uh, announcement about our show. And a reminder that our Baylor our ESPN Central Texas kickoff show, uh, brought to you by the Office of Baylor Alumni, will uh, uh, will happen each and every Baylor home game live from the tailgate area over there by uh, Touchdown Alley, and it's o- over at the Baylor Alumni tent. We're going to have a great time over there. Beautiful stage that's set up, and um, 
I am excited about it. Aaron will be at the helm, and he'll be producing and kind of running the technical aspects of that. And then, uh, and then we'll be out there. Drake and I will be out there at the uh, stadium having a big, big time with Doug Furch, his whole group, all Baylor alumni. Everybody can run over there and, uh, and see us. Come see us. And then if you need to go over to George's or wherever, they, they're back. You can go. You can run over there and get you a little, uh, you know, get you some sustenance. Or, uh, or I think they'll have some uh, food to go with the big O's and all. But to come see us first because the truth is the Office of Baylor Alumni has a wonderful spread. Uh, in the past, they've had Bubba's 33 with some great burgers, uh, breakfast on those early morning games, great breakfast tacos, and uh, just a lot of great food over there. So we would love to see you. All right, Aaron, as we uh, start looking and getting closer to the NFL season, what are the stories that have your attention today? Bengals running back Joe Mixon was found not guilty of aggravated menacing by a county judge in Cincinnati, Hamilton County Municipal Court Judge Gwen Bender found Mixon not guilty. He had been accused of pulling a gun on a woman after a road rage incident and saying he would shoot her in the face. But Bender said city prosecutors failed to present enough evidence to prove the charges. The alleged incident took place the day before the Bengals faced the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Divisional Playoffs. Mixon's defense attorneys argued that the woman, whose name was not disclosed in court, was enraged and not under the belief that Mixon would cause serious harm, which is the basis of aggravated menacing under Ohio mm-hmm. law. Mm-hmm. And I noticed the uh, Bengals put out a statement uh, uh, showing their support and welcoming, welcoming him back uh, to the fold. Uh, these are always, uh, you know, uh, tough stories when you hear it. Aaron, after what Joe Mixon did when he was at Oklahoma – of course, this these kind of stories take on uh, even more. And I think, uh, boy, you lose the benefit of the doubt when you do what he did. Uh, he was able to get a second chance. He's made the best of it. Uh, he's got he's to stop putting himself. I mean, whether he did anything wrong or menacing or anything, I mean, he can't keep showing up in these kind of situations. I mean, he, these guys are, you know, uh, I, I, again, I don't know what happened exactly here, but when you're when you're six foot two, two hundred and forty pounds or whatever, I mean, you've got to put yourself in better situations and not get into things like this. But he will resume his uh, his career with the Bengals, and and as they said in that press release, they'll welcome him back into the fold. Eagles All-Pro edge rusher Hassan Reddick will have surgery on his injured thumb. ESPN reported today the injury occurred during Monday's joint practice with the Cleveland Browns. Although Reddick is expected to miss practice time, the Eagles are confident he'll be ready for their season opener September 10th against the New England Patriots. Reddick finished second in the NFL with 16 sacks last season. All right. Uh, We'll see how he comes back from that. The former Temple player who I believe played for Matt Rule at Temple and has um, has emerged as a really good player. And a guy, he's kind of got a little, you know, interesting chip on his shoulder. I can't remember the whole story, but he was not pleased about maybe how he was – people voted for him. I just remember some story about that, but hopefully he'll be able to return. And, Aaron, since you brought up those uh, joint practices, 
I thought you might uh, uh, find this story interesting. Jet senior defensive assistant cornerbacks coach Tony Oden was carted off the practice field yesterday after he was injured in a scuffle. Oden was on the practice field with his arm in a sling today. There's been no news on the nature of the injury he suffered. Um, He attempted to try to break up a skirmish in a joint practice with the Buccaneers and ended up being carted off field, taken to a hospital. I mean, Aaron, we got to kind of watch this. I mean, everybody likes these joint practices. I enjoy watching them. But uh, McCarthy, Mike McCarthy may be onto something with thinking, Hey, we can. I mean, Cowboys get in their own fights to, uh, yesterday. <laughs> They're fighting their own teammates. But these joint practices, man, some of those, uh, some of those fights get pretty, pretty gnarly. Because you know, if you're fighting your own teammate, everybody can kind of jump in there and get you apart. In these in these joint practices, they don't always break them up that quickly. In fact, you'll get players from both teams jumping in there. So. I think it it, it uh, is something that uh, that bears watching. You mentioned that cowboy, the Cowboys fighting at practice. Yeah, there were two skirmishes at practice yesterday, and they both involved center Tyler Biotish. He got into it with second year defensive end. Uh, he got it w- into it with uh, second year defensive end Sam Williams in the first one. The second one. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of punches thrown at him by Micah Parsons. Afterwards, Parsons downplayed it, said, quote, it's the last practice of camp. You got to bring it all you got. That's what it's all about. I told the guys before we came out here, this is our Super Bowl. It wasn't nothing more than just being ferocious and being a dog competitive. All right. All right. No harm, no foul, but you don't want your best player on the team out there in fisticuffs, throwing punches in the middle of stuff. Love the competitive desire. Love that. Love the uh, intensity. But uh, that that thing got carried away a little bit. Uh, Biotish, I mean, apparently he put a little blindside on Sam Williams in a nine-on-seven drill. Biotish later, he was he was coming back at him. So. I guess the good thing is they seem to have each other's back. And, Aaron, I read that quote to you earlier today. Jaron Curse, man, uh, he was using some foul language. And he said, hey, you're going to come at us? Basically, we're ready for all these 17 opposing offenses we're going to face. And today, it just happened to be our offense. <laughs> I mean, he was... The, the language he was using, Aaron, we would never attempt to uh, – this would never work on the Matt Mosley show. And uh, But it was uh, interesting, uh, to say the least. Now, Aaron, a little bit of good news. I had some injury update for you. Yesterday at the first of the show or, or during uh, NFL Blitz, we had the news that uh, Traylon Burks, that Titans uh, receiver, went down um, – and he reportedly now, um, it was a joint practice with the Vikings. Golly, we got to watch these things. It's only an LCL. Aaron, that, that involves a lateral, collateral ligament. Dr. Ellis, are you out there? That sounds I'm right. Paging Dr. Ellis. Paging Dr. Haynes. Anybody out there that can help us? Okay, LCL, we'll call that. Uh, this is what head coach up. 
Oh, nice. Lateral to lateral lig- ligament. I didn't even go to med school. I did go to <laughs> law school for a while. You stayed at a Holiday Inn once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Vrabel said, I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing. There was no structural damage, and we're anticipating him being back. I'm not putting a timeline on it, but I think it was the best-case scenario. My gosh, Aaron, somebody from a 254, which is in the land of Central Texas, is just calling me over and over. Do the people of Central Texas not understand that we've expanded our show three to six? (laughs) My gosh. Uh, Vrabel went on to say, I think he's relieved. I think when you have that type of thing and you feel something, I think you feel relief. We'll rehab him, and I know he'll work hard to get back. And when he's ready to come back out, he'll help us. Uh, As a rookie, Burks caught 33 passes for 444 yards with a touchdown. And uh, he'll miss a few weeks, but then he'll be back. Good news, Aaron, for a guy you kind of had as a, you know, potential sleeper or pick-to-click in the fantasy world, Traylon Burks for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, after he was carted off, the thought was that it was maybe a a torn ACL or something that would keep him out the rest of the year, so. Definitely good news for Traylon Burks. Jonathan Taylor, stop me if you heard this before. Jonathan Taylor has departed Indianapolis Colts training camp once again. <laughs> the team in a statement said Taylor has left camp to attend to a personal matter with permission from the club. Sources told ESPN the absence is not related to Taylor's contract status. The Alpro running back has been in a contract standoff with the Colts. He returned to training camp Monday after leaving Indiana last week to undergo additional offsite treatment on his lingering ankle injury. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like uh, they used to have off-campus lunch, Aaron, where I went to high school. And then they built the cafetorium and you couldn't leave campus. Like Jonathan Taylor thinks that thing's open campus lunch every day. And he's just just leaving to go to the wagon wheel or, uh, or, or maybe over to the feed store or one of the places. Now, Used to, we would occasionally, even when it was closed campus, we'd make a run for it. And we'd go to Sonic. And I remember one day, uh, one of the constables, um, a local police officer, Johnny Riggins, was uh, right next to us as we were doing that at the Sonic. And I think he was what you call the SRO, Aaron, like a school resource officer. Mm-hmm. He may have had some something to do with, like, monitoring things like that. And we all sank down in our seats to Sonic, <laughs> trying to get away from Johnny Ricketts. Now, the good news is Johnny was a good friend of the family, and his wife remains a great friend. But, uh, but Johnny, we were, I, I don't think we got caught, but I always kind of thought Johnny looked over, saw us, and decided not to do anything. But we were doing some skipping. And, you know, we deserved it. We deserved to get caught. But... Uh, but Johnny Riggins, we lived to fight another day that day. I'm trying to think where else we used to go. We used to have a nice little, uh, little Mexican place across from the First Baptist Church there. I can't remember the name of Casa or something. Uh, but we had some, we had some good, uh, that's good places to go. All right, Aaron, uh, one last thing I had for you, and, and, I, and, and you may have another one, but uh, the uh, Will uh, Levis, the quarterback that was vying for that number two, uh, quarterback job with the Titans, with Malik Willis, one of the worst, one of the worst. Now Le- Levis, I, I shouldn't say so. I mean, he 
he may be very, very interesting, and I'd like to see him get some time. Aaron, today, I'm not. This is weird to me. He um, he had to leave practice early because of an undisclosed issue that required him to see members of the training staff. So I I don't know what it is, but Brable said it's going to be determined if Levis is. Uh, Aaron, are we Levis or Levis? Levis, I believe. Okay is going to be able to play in the team's second preseason contest. Malik Willis entered camp as the number two quarterback behind Ryan Tannehill and has remained in that spot on depth charts released by the team. Aaron, do you remember how much they hated Malik Willis as quarterback? That they brought in some random, remember that? Didn't they bring some guy off the street to play against the Cowboys? It was like, hey, is there anybody like, over in the USFL or somebody we can put in the lineup. I mean, Willis was just out there whizzing around interceptions left and right. And and they brought somebody in to face the Cowboys. I promise it was not Malik Willis. No, and I can't and remember I, his name either. The guy played okay. I don't think he was I don't think he was half bad like I think Tennessee hung around in that game. I think they hung around in that game for a little bit. We may have gone too long on the on our little musical <laughs> loop here. <laughs> We've gone the distance. Um, Levis was 9 of 14 for 85 yards and an interception um, in that uh, game last week. So I would like to see Levis in that game. Okay, now we've got big-time high school talk coming up at 420 with the Midway Athletic Director and then um, uh, at uh, – but next, though, uh, got got a couple things need to get into Major League Baseball. A couple of games in progress want to update you on, and then I want to look back at last night's Rangers game. That's all coming up next. Hail of Football returns September 2nd on ESPN Central Texas. Here's the play. They will try to run it in, and they do. Touchdown, Bears. Again this season, join J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for every game all season long. Pass is intercepted over the middle. Bears have their third pick of the night. It's the Bears and the Bobcats to kick off the new season September 2nd, and it's right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Boy, is it hot outside. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from heat exhaustion. At The Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. 
Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. Hi, this is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. <laughs> That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our, our family, family makes, makes the, the difference. difference. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks live from Lumen Field on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project founded in 1969 barnett contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build their services include excavation utilities civil engineering concrete work paving and storm drainage do business with central texas premier site work contractor barnett contracting where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients learn more at barnettcontracting.com in Cummins Bank wants you to be the first to know about our newest rewards checking account, Mars Rewards. Mars Rewards goes beyond any other debit card-based rewards program by giving you exponential earning potential. We even reward you when your referred friends open a Mars Rewards account and use their debit card. Open your Mars Reward checking account, use your debit card, and get paid. Visit InCommonsBank.com Mars to view complete account requirements and open your free Mars Rewards checking account today. In Cummins Bank, member FDIC. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show. Go out to uh, Midway here in a little while, do a little bit of a preview as we start to look at some of these teams i was just reading uh you know over the past 24 hours uh previews about temple and uh the outlook at uh, temple and midway and you know i just midway is not been midway for a while 2019 2019 was last chance to uh, trip to the playoffs 
they got to get back to that. I think Shane Anderson's the guy to do it. But you know, it's going to have to. Uh, it's going to have to happen. We've got some scrimmages that are uh, well. We're about to get started, and uh, that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I was just looking at uh, um, the trip. The Waco trip. Aaron has Temple with eight hundred and one career wins in program history, um, joining Highland Park, Martin Amarillo in the eight hundred club. I mean that that is uh that's just crazy when you think about how long that's uh, been going on and um two year starter uh Reese Rumfeld moved to Belton. Um I mean Temple is gonna have I mean they've got people that uh uh have left like Torian York who was such an incredible part of that program. He's now at Texas A and M. Uh Mikel Harrison Pilot, who uh is with Houston and um Great, great player. His dad played at Houston, so there's a lot uh, there. But uh, went unbeaten in district in both 2020 and uh, 2021. By the way, let's do uh, let's do our uh, our Schmaltz's trivia question right now. Aaron, I got a good one for you. Got a good one for you, uh, and uh, you can answer it on the CNC Collision Center text line. Get your two free sandwiches to the places uh, the place we call Schmaltz's. Great sandwiches, layers and layers of meat and cheese, the wonderful artisan bread. It is a wonderful sandwich, and uh, we would love for you to get one of those. Here's the trivia question, and it involves high school football. Uh, How many state titles does uh, Temple have, and uh, what years were those state titles? How many, how many do they have, and what years were those state titles? You remember? I mean, we, we all know who the coach was, legendary. All right. Think of what the stadium's named. I mean, very, very uh, – uh, you should be able to get this one if you're out there. I don't even think this requires Googling. Our Temple uh, Belton area – you guys need to get this one in a hurry. Now, here's how you do it. CNC Collision Center text line, if you know the answer. How many state titles all time does Temple have? In what years did they happen in? 254-662-1660. Now, Aaron um, uh, and the uh, returning starters on offense for Temple, three. Returning starters on defense, two. I mean, that is... That is tough. Scott Stewart now in his eighth season. He's 64 and 23. They went 7 and 4 last year and reached by district playoffs. And, um, I mean, it just, they, they, they got knocked out early, as I recall, in uh, by district. But, uh, man, I, we're looking uh, today, we'll talk some midway football and midway fall sports with Brad Shelton coming up here in just a few minutes at about 420. But, uh, it is fun when you start thinking about uh, high school, and uh, I believe Midway is playing Shoemaker tonight with a scrimmage. Golly, it's going to be hot. I, I can't even. Uh, I can't even imagine. I'll be at a scrimmage tonight. They've moved it back. The scrimmage that I'm attending uh, to 7:45. I think that's very wise uh, to do it that way. 
All right, um, as we get you ready, we'll talk some midway football. I was going to see if the um, Rangers, uh, well, not uh, not playing tonight. Rangers and Astros not playing tonight. But uh, we'll be start uh, three-game uh, set with the Brew Crew tomorrow. I, I loved how <clears throat> John Gray went out and competed in that game. I think he's very tough on himself. He said he didn't honestly feel that great about it. Went seven innings, gave up one earned run. It was an Otani home run. He pitched beautifully. Aaron, this is about the best four-game stretch from Rangers pitchers I can remember in a long time. Maybe you could find something that rivals this um, with some of those staffs with, like, C.J. Wilson was, like, your number two behind Cliff Lee. I mean, Colby was still pitching. There were some great outings. But, Aaron, back-to-back-to-back-to-back, four starts, 36 strikeouts. Um and what's crazy about it is, Aaron, <laughs> they went two and two in those games. They gave up a combined three runs in four games, three unrun, uh, three earned runs in four games. They went, those those guys went twenty seven innings. They struck out thirty six, and I bet I mean uh, hits. How many hits they give up? Uh, uh, I bet they ended up giving up about. 17, 18 hits in four games. And a couple of those games, I mean, just just amazing uh, what they what the Rangers are doing, and yet they have not distanced themselves from the Astros. The Astros remain two and a half, or they've moved to within two and a half games out. They're playing good baseball, so are the Mariners. Mariners are a little bit too far back, I think, to get involved and make this a three-way race. They, although the um, the Mariners, is that tomorrow, Aaron? Don't the Mariners and Astros get it going? Mono and mono. I'm trying to remember. I had all this in my head earlier. Who's all playing who? Rangers got the the uh, Brewers coming in, but there's a. Uh, I was trying to think who the Mariners. I think they get going maybe against the Astros coming up here. And and that would be, I mean, boy, Rangers could get some help. Because other than that series, the Astros um, don't have, They I looked recently and they had one of the easier schedules in Major League Baseball, either the 26th or 27th easiest schedule the rest of the way. Rangers are sitting there with like the 7th or 8th hardest schedule the rest of the way. But uh, I, we got some good news the other day, too, on the Rangers. Evaldi is uh, looking better, and um, he's been doing some simulated-type games, and he's going to start ramping up and getting his innings up to where he needs, and it looks like he could be ready to go, man, by September 1st. Very early September, Avaldi could be back in it. Aaron, that's what's wild about this great run by the rotation is they don't they don't have everybody. You know, Perez has been kicked into the bullpen, and he's just not really even pitching right now. Uh, Heaney's done some Ocon without Evaldi. Uh They now don't really have Martin Perez. DeGrom's been out for a long time now. 
I mean, just think about all they're missing, and yet with these two additions they've made and the uh, Stratton coming out of the bullpen and Araldus Chapman, they're, they're just scary right now. The starting rotation and even the bullpen. Now, I know some of you aren't crazy about Will Smith as a closer. Might even uh, like to see Chapman in there. Boers uh, uh, came in last night and gave up a home run in the ninth when they needed to keep that thing at a 1-0 game and uh, did give up a home run, but he's had some good moments. Aaron, I, what is there anything – well, we'll, we'll we got a big guest coming up, so we probably need to go. But I, I am, I am kind of wanting to start thinking about is there any – what is the, the, the scariest thing as they sprint toward the playoffs? I mean, is it getting Josh Young up back and getting him up to speed? Uh, is it? Are you scared of injury? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think they have a lot of different ways this team can go. And this has been a, a lot of fun to watch the Rangers and the Astros battle this thing out. Now, the pride of Mary Harden Baylor and the athletic director at uh, Midway High School. All oh, those beautiful facilities out there, everything they have going on. Brad Shelton returns to the Matt Mosley Show. We'll do that next. ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. During the Make This the Summer event, say big on a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with $3,500 plus 2.9% for 72 months. Or a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with employee pricing for all plus 1.9% for 72 months. And an extra $1,000 rebate. Or if that's not enough, get a 2023 Jeep Compass 10% off MSRP. That's right, and no payments for 90 days on all offers. Find the Jeep that fits you at Alan Samuels in Waco. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. At UBO Business Services, we understand more than likely your IT service provider is securing all your front door accesses to your business. But what is not being protected is your back door with open print and fax ports where firmware has not been updated. With the white glove treatment our customers get at UBO, we update firmware on all service calls. Once again, putting customers first is why you call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. 
This date's going really well. We're gonna be such a great couple. Whoa, uh, I think you're going a little fast. Yeah, I know, I know. We just met, but we've got chemistry. I think you better slow down. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were feeling it too. I'm feeling like you're driving too fast. Slow the car down, please. Speeding is dangerous, and speeding tickets are costly. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. You were talking about my driving. <sighs> I was talking about both. Be safe. Drive smart. A message from TechStot. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Matt Mosley show campus confidential coming up at uh, 440 but Brad Shelton up uh, from Midway on the line now the uh, athletic director out there Brad uh, man it's always fun to uh, catch up with you and uh, this is this is when it gets really fun this time of year uh, scrimmage for Midway I believe this evening Brad you and your athletic training staff are I, I bet you're taking extra precautions with uh, with this weather, I think it was about 106 last time I looked. Uh, can you just can you just have the scrimmage indoors? And uh, I mean, you do have that beautiful facility out there. How you doing, by the way? I, I'm great. I'm great. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's been a long time, so I appreciate the reaching out, man. I, I, I enjoy talking to you. Well, I enjoy. Go ahead. I was just gonna say you are you you are correct. We have a. Got our first scrimmage tonight. Shoemakers coming to town, and we're waiting. We're going to wait till about five until it till it warms up a little bit because you know it's only it's only about one oh five right now. We'll see if we get to one oh six, one oh seven, and go outside. <laughs> you got the ice baths ready, uh, always on the ready, and and boy, y'all take that very seriously, and you got to kind of acclimate uh, the players to it, and that's that's very important uh, in this kind of heat wave that we're experiencing. Brad, I mean, I in for, in terms of acclimating, you just can't do it like the old days, can you? In terms of hey, let's get the pads on. Oh, we we've had them out here in, in uh, shorts and shells for a day or two. Let's put the pads on them. Uh, much like NFL and these college teams, you really have to kind of work your way up to this. I would imagine, like, how many padded practices have you had? And I would think it's you probably haven't had as many as you used to have back in, say, when you got into this business 20 years ago or so. Oh, so there's no question. And, you know, back when back when we played, you know, it, <laughs> there weren't a lot of rules associated with it. And you, you're sucking on towels to try to get water, and you just, you just did it. Yeah, you didn't know any different, and uh, fortunately, we're a lot smarter now than than we than we were a few years ago. And and the UIL has a has a great set of recommendations and rules that we've got to follow. But you know, we we started 
you know, a couple of Mondays ago and, you know, your first five days are just trying to get acclimated. And, you know, I thought, you know, at that time of year for us, we were able to go in the morning. Uh, we, we'd have a long practice. We mean, we give them multiple breaks, we, but we got to go in the morning it was a little cooler and it really wasn't bad on out on the grass in the field. It, it wasn't terrible. And, you know, we, our strength and conditioning numbers are great. So our kids have been working really hard all summer, but you're, but there's, there's, you can't simulate anything like it is right now outside. So all right. know, that first week we're in shorts and shoulder, uh, shoulder pads and helmets, very little contact. And then, you know, after about, after fifth day, then, then we start putting the pants on and, and getting a little contact. So what does Brad, what does progress look like for midway this year? I mean, everybody wants y'all to go back to being the juggernaut that you were in all the playoffs every year, 2019, y'all got put in that horrible district and you took some hits now in a better district, certainly, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it an easy district. I mean, it's still very deep, extremely talented. What do you, what do you kind of find yourself looking for this year other than just wins? Um, is it, Hey, getting back to being competitive in, in all of these games, like, where are you when you, when you, when you kind of look at this program right now? Yeah. So that's a good question. A very fair question. Uh, you know, you know, when you're absolutely right. When we went to DeSoto, Duncanville, that, that's a different level. I mean, it really, it just, it just is that I 20 corridor is unbelievable. And, and then when we came back here, you know, we'd won this district, you know, 12 years in a row or so go to Duncanville, come back. And, you know, we weren't, we weren't the Midway Panthers of, of you know, 12 years ago or, or four years ago. Uh, we still had some lumps and, and, and a little bit in, from that district and COVID and, and bouncing back from all of those adversities. Uh, so, the, so last year was by no means a successful year for us. Uh, so obviously we still had the same goals. We wanted to win district championship. We want to play into the playoffs. We want to play in, at Thanksgiving. We want to play in December like every other high school in the state of Texas is playing this padding up. That is, have, we're going to have the same four goals. Uh, but to your question, you know, the thing that the thing that I want to look at it from an athletic director standpoint is it, just improvement and consistency. Can we do things well? Are we consistent? Are our kids playing hard? You know, they're going to get hit in the mouth and their bad plays are going to happen. And then we're going to make mistakes, the coaches, the kids, myself, everybody. But, you know, do we play through them? Do we play through them with some competitive spirit and some drive and some heart? And I think if we do those things, we're going to be OK. I've been really excited about what's taking place out there. And, you know, we've had – we have 17 high school football coaches on staff. We've got 10 new ones. Uh, so it's been, a, it's been a, a nice infusion of new people, new ideas, new thoughts. You know, last year, you know, Tommy Allison was our OC, and he gets the, the Walnut Grove head coaching job in Prosper. Uh, K-Ron was our defensive coordinator. Uh, he gets the head job at university. We had two position coaches go get coordinator jobs. Uh, so, it, you know, it's been been a little bit of a turnover, but I'm really excited about the staff that Shane's put together. Coach Anderson's done a really good job recruiting. Uh, Dosey's Chad President, a familiar name to Central Texas, quarterback at Temple, you know, rec- recruited, verbally committed to Baylor, ended up going to Tulsa. Uh, you know, is a, is a great young coach and will be a head coach whenever he's ready. Uh, and then our new defensive coordinator, John and Clint Clayton, coming from Mineral Wells, but they coached with Shane at Conley when, when they really got Conley going and, and kind of flipped that. Uh, and, and he's done a really, really good job. I'm telling you, I, I, I've been real real pleased. And uh, But we'll find out today when, when we line up against someone other than ourselves and and, and see where the, you know, when, when the, the metal meets the road, where we're at. Isn't it weird to have everybody wanting your coaches despite y'all going through some down seasons like you have. I mean, it's generally 
when you have the record y'all had last year, you're not thinking, well, we're going to lose our offensive and defensive coordinator. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I think it speaks to people recognize good coaches and you're putting good staffs together. So even when you're struggling a little bit, I think people want some of your personnel. Um, but that is kind of different, isn't it? Generally, you're trying to hire people, you know, that are, com- are coming off big, uh, great seasons or playoff runs. And uh, yet you're still losing coaches on an annual basis. Yeah, to, to your point, you win three football games. Yeah, you might go might be looking for a new OC in D.C., but it's not because they <laughs> had coaching jobs. <laughs> and, and, and in all fairness to those guys, I'm telling you, KJ at university is going to do a great job. He's a great young coach. He's going to do a really good job. He did a great job for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tommy's Tommy. I mean, his resume speaks for himself. But you're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, Midway still has it. And that's why we're, you know, to, to your point again, that's why we're having to play Odessa and Rockwall Heats. And even though we've had some down years, Midway still has a decent name and a decent reputation. And, and it's hard to find non-district games. Yeah, it is. And, boy, Heath got uh, their coach back, didn't they? They got uh, Rodney came back from uh, Highland Park. It just uh, guys have trouble sometimes uh, staying as AD. I mean, that's, that seems like an awesome job to me, to be an AD at Highland Park, make all that money, but he couldn't help himself. He had to get back on the sideline, and he's at Heath, and you know they'll have that thing loaded and ready to go. Now, what about um, some of these other sports? Uh, talking to Brad Shelton, the athletic director at Midway, you know, this is the time of year we start hearing and, and meeting the volleyball players. Y'all put out some great players in the past. You've got great golfers. I mean, what, is, what about some of these other um, sports, these fall sports? Uh, how excited are you about those programs? Uh, so, well, I'll just tell you, you know, we've been at it for about 18 days, but it, doesn't, it feels like we've never left. We had you know, real strong summer camps and summer strength and conditioning. We'd have 1,000 kids here every day. I mean, I'm not, I'm not embellishing that. or making, We'd have 1,000 kids here every day running through. <laughs> And then, and then, and it's cyclical and, you know, that's June and then July we keep strength and conditioning going, but it's maintenance and upkeep and get the gyms resurfaced and all of those things. And it builds that anticipation of, okay, it's coming, it's coming, you know, that are you walk in, you smell the lacquer on the floor, you know, you, and then all of a sudden the, the calendar flips to August and all of a sudden the band's playing and the goal team, goaltenders are out dancing and the cheerleaders are starting to get stuff together. And then before you know it, we're, we're playing tennis, we're in water polo, we're in volleyball, we're in cross country, we're doing it all. Uh, and it happens quick, but it, it really is the most exciting time of the year just because it's fresh, it's new, and you welcome everybody back, and there's this just general enthusiasm that's just really organic. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. And, and tennis, tennis, heck, tennis has been playing. They've played eight matches. They're six and two. Mm. Uh, they, start, they start district play next Tuesday already. I mean, it's, it, it comes quick. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout-out to our tennis coach, uh, Coach Simon. He won his 400th career victory uh, last week so you know that's a, obviously that's a win 400 matches that's 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 a pretty big deal but uh water polo went to their first tournament last week uh, went to keller competed well our girls got got second we got the silver medal uh volley, volleyball's played uh they're at a tournament today so they will have played i think their 14th game by the end of the day today <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's um, unbelievable cross country goes tomorrow for their first official meet they ran a little we ran a little two-mile stadium relay meet at our, our place last week. But it's here, man. It's here, and it's exciting. Our kids are competing and, and wouldn't want to be anywhere else. You need to add some of those indoor – I mean, can can tennis 
Is there any way tennis can come in there and do something in that indoor facility? I mean, it's amazing how multi-purpose it is. I'm just trying to think what you could put down uh, if there's any portion of it. And could you put some pickleball in it? I mean, at some point, pickleball is going to become a UIL sport. I mean, this is growing too fast. And it's too exciting. And you know there are people already using your tennis courts, I'm sure, to play some pickleball on. Oh, the, every weekend. I'll tell you a funny story. We've gotten a lot of our kids. To your point about you, a lot of our kids are playing pickleball. And I'm walking through the – we have a little T-shirt shop in the high school. And I'm walking by it the other day. And we've got an official Midway pickleball shirt that, we're, that they're selling. <laughs> Are you, uh, have you sampled, I mean, you're an athletic guy. Uh, have you, uh, have you played some uh, pickleball? I, when, when COVID happened and we were all at, at the house, we have, I live out in Twin Rivers and they, they put in some pickleball courts and we, we played it quite a bit, but once, once things kind of got back to normalcy, I, I'll be honest, I, I, I put my rackets on the shelf, my paddles on the shelf. <laughs> but it's a fun game i get it i i, I it, yeah it, 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 it is fun and it but it's taken over uh people are converting tennis courts to pickleball courts all mm-hmm. over america right now boy so. that's a that's an adversarial relationship between the tennis players and the pickleballers right because you're you're they're taking over some of those tennis courts as you're talking about but it's so uh, it's growing so quickly. You can understand why they do it, and they they've got something in the Metroplex called chicken pickle, and it's you oh, know yeah. you got your chicken sandwiches and everything, like almost like a hundred courts, some covered, some indoors. So it's becoming. I thought it might be a fad, but uh, I think Brad, it's uh, it's here to stay. Well, it's going to be fun. All this stuff coming up. I'm excited. The scrimmage. You said you got shoemaker. Uh, tonight and you got some folks from down the road in belton that have moved in and uh i think your quarterback ty brown i mean this is kind of exciting because belton uh both both communities have great athletes but uh i think if um if you're going to have somebody show up or their parents get a job in town or whatever that's not a bad place to be from uh, and, uh, and, and I, I know, I think a wide receiver, you've added somebody. Um, I, I don't think we can really have a transfer portal in high school, but, uh, but I think that's, uh, it's exciting to get some of those, uh, those new players from Belton. And then, uh, I, I think, I mean, y'all do have some great skill players. It seems like we, we do. And I'll, and I'll tell you the one, one of the ones that I've been really, really impressed with had, and has not played football. Uh, it's been a baseball-only kid, been a center fielder, tall, athletic, can run. Uh, and watching him at practice, I'm thinking, man, God, where has he been? What has he been doing? He should have been out here all along because he's got a real chance to be successful, a kid named Jackson Baird. And it's been a lot of mm. fun watching him kind of get into it. And, and I think he's really going to help us. And then obviously Ty Brown, you know, anytime you've got a guy back there who's done it for multiple years, been an offensive MVP of a district, can just flat-out spin the ball, but also has those intangibles, the leadership quality. You know, you can't put a price on that. And uh, obviously a great move in. And I'll tell you, he's got a younger sister who's a sophomore who's a terrific basketball player uh, who's really going to help us on the girls' basketball court. So, uh, you know, we're really, obviously really excited about them. But, you know, we'll, we'll, be a, we'll be a little young on the offensive line. You know, that's obviously a, a, a very impactful group, and they've got to play really well. Uh, so our skill kids, I think, are pretty good. And defensively, I think we've got seven starters back. So a couple of them are, are three-year starters. They, they you know, had to start for us as sophomores. 
so we, you know, we've, we've got a little depth and we've got a little experience and, and anytime you've got a guy that can spin it a little bit, you think you got a chance. So, yeah. And I, it, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you've got great support out there and, uh, and, and they're into it. And of course they're going to make some noise at times because they're, they're that into it and like, Hey, we want to get back to winning and all of that. But, uh, you'd rather have it like that than the other way around. Right. And, and, and have apathy set in or, or something like that. Y'all, y'all do have uh, tremendous uh, support, parents, everybody, alums, uh, everybody wanting to lend a helping hand, and I'm sure some of them are willing to kind of give you advice from time to time, Brad. <laughs> well, when when you win three games, you take advice from about anybody. So uh, <laughs> get get help wherever we can. But you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And, but even even winning three games and or two two games the year before, if you show up on Friday night, you'd have no idea because the student section is packed. Parents are out. The band is playing. There's 20 cheerleaders out there dancing around and cheering. You know, there's 50 goaltenders. I mean, you, you wouldn't know if we were 10 and 0 or 0 and 10. Uh, the, the support we get in this community is is unbelievable, and, they, and the, the support from the student section. I mean, we've got the best student section, uh, certainly around here, in my opinion. And I'm a little biased, but uh, it, they're incredible. It's packed. You don't want to go near it because there's so many of them squeezed in there uh, watching the game, and they're supporting on their team, and that and that's what you want. And uh, winning winning's a lot of fun. There's no question. It's a lot better than the uh, any other option. So I, yeah. I think uh, I think we'll give them something. This community will be proud of this year. Now, whether that's you know ten and zero or eight wins or five wins, I, I don't know. That'll play. That's going to play itself out. But I think it's going to be a yeah. product and a, and a group of young men that this community can can really be proud of. Okay, I've got you down as predicting eight wins. All right. <laughs> 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 well, let's um, let's go with that. Uh, how long do you have to be there to get four hundred career tennis wins? I mean, that's uh, uh, and maybe I, and I'm sure they've got had some seasons where they just um, uh, steamroll people. But um, is that is that like a a twenty year period, a fifteen year period? Yeah. How long? How long does it take for a tennis coach to amass that many wins? Yep. Well, and, and so we're just talking about team tennis, and he's uh, he, I think he's been here uh, eight, 18 years, 19 years. Okay. But he's also won, but he's also won district 21 years in a row, I believe. So there's been some pretty good years in there. Yeah. 20, that's 21, a... 21 straight district titles is pretty impressive. Yeah, my gosh. Yeah, I, w- I think I would uh... – Give that guy, uh, what, yeah, whatever he needs uh, as he continues down that road. That is, uh, that is really, really impressive. Team tennis, who? So, uh, team tennis used to be, boy, be Midway, like Plano West was unbelievable. Yep. Highland Park, Alamo Heights. Back in my morning yep. news days, I used to cover a little team tennis. And by at that time, yep. I don't think Midway would have been in the same classification as some of those. But, uh, but yeah, man, what a. There's some, there's just some communities that play incredible uh, tennis, and it, sometimes yeah. it's people that can afford more lessons. I get all sure. that, but p- sure. part of that is just they play a ton, and those kids, no matter how much money they have, to be really good, you got to be out there constantly, and um, no and that's and that's what that that's what that takes. So I love watching those tennis matches. So I'll have to get out and see Midway play this year. Brad, have fun at the. Uh, out there at scrimmage and uh, keep everybody cool and uh, great to great to catch up with you and uh, y'all have a y'all have a great season good luck this season oh thanks man it's always a pleasure talking to you thanks sir
You bet. Brad Shelton, there he goes, the uh, AD out there at Midway on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. All right. 2023. Snap to Prescott. A little play action. Only heard here. here. Standing deep toast. All season. Todd Lamb. Touchdown. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks. Live from Lumen Field on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Hear all the action this Saturday, starting with the pregame at 8, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're teaming up with the McGregor Volunteer Fire Department to help raise money for repairs and maintenance on their fire trucks and equipment. They will be selling raffle tickets for three opportunities to win a rifle, and we will draw the winners live at Jim Turner Chevrolet on August 19th at 1 o'clock. We will also be accepting cash donations and serving free hot dogs. So come out and show your support for the local heroes. And remember, we're just our beat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Boy, is it hot outside. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from heat exhaustion. At The Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mexalicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. 
Elevate your career with a new job at Time Manufacturing Company. First, second, and third shifts are available. CNC machinists start at $21 an hour. Welders start at $22 an hour. And second and third shift differential is an additional $250 an hour. Time Manufacturing is a leading global manufacturer of vehicle-mounted aerial lifts, digger derricks, bucket trucks, and bridge inspection equipment. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, I uh, I am your uh, your humble host, and uh, good to talk some local high school athletics. Checking in with our Midway folks, Brad Shelton, longtime friend of mine, and uh, so it's good to catch up with him. And then about five o'clock hour, we'll uh, get into some Cowboys. John Machota with the Athletic will join us, and then uh, twenty after. We'll hear from, uh, we'll do some Baylor talk. Uh, we'll have uh, a couple of the uh, possible starting wide receivers for the team. The other day had running backs, and that was kind of exciting. As uh, And Aaron, there was a, uh, another running back added to a watch list. The Earl Campbell, Tyler Rose watch list, I believe Richard Reese, was just added to that. Aaron, one of the first ones, 2013, uh, Bryce Petty won that from Baylor. I would say that if I was going to do a Earl Campbell uh, watch award, I think I would just find a way to give that to a running back. Like I, I mean, no, no offense to Bryce, I'm sure he. I know he had a great year that year, but uh, I mean, if you're going to have an Earl Campbell trophy or an Earl Campbell award, let's give that to a running back, much like Doak Walker. Uh, is always a running back. Let's, uh, I mean, that's just my, I don't know. They have not asked me. Uh, the, the group there in Tyler uh, certainly has not asked for my opinion on this, but I'm happy to, to share it. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us in today's episode of Campus Confidential? Former Northwestern coach Pat Fitzgerald will serve as a parent volunteer for the football program at Loyola Academy, the high school in the Chicago suburbs that two of his sons attend, Fitzgerald, who coached Northwestern from 2006 until he was fired on July 10th over hazing allegations. Fitzgerald says he has no. Fitzgerald said he had no knowledge of the hazing incidents, and Northwestern's investigation did not find sufficient evidence that he was aware of the alleged incidents that took place in the program. I mentioned that two of his sons go to the high school that he'll be volunteering at. One is a freshman and one is a junior. He also has a son that's with the Northwestern football program. He was a walk-on, but he is working this year as a student assistant. Pat Fitzgerald, I mean, I you know, I got no problem with him volunteering where his sons are going. I mean, I if the academy wants him to, it's a nice thing. I, I think if... When you go through something like this, you'd hate to be a distraction to that group and cause the media to come in there. And But maybe they'll just do a story or two and move on. Uh, Aaron, have you heard Pat Fitzgerald sufficiently, like, apologize for, you know, he said he didn't know about it. 
I mean, I, I would say if you're going to go on and have a coaching career, which I think he would like to do, you gotta you got to come out and say, you know, I'm horrified to hear about some of these things and I wish I had done more or something along those lines. Have we heard any kind of like uh, straight-up apology or do you think the lawyers are too involved as he tries to maybe get the settlement and get that figured out? for him to truly give some sort of uh, genuine apology. Most football coaches preach about players keeping their cool, especially in practice against their teammates. Apparently not Deion Sanders, the Colorado coach, upbraided (laughs) some of his players not for fighting during practice, but for not fighting the other day. A brief fracas followed a touchdown scored by Anthony Hankerson's run up the middle. A safety, Jaden Miller-Jones, grabbed the running back by the jersey, tossed him to the ground well after he scored. Offensive tackle Gerard Christian Lichensen did not appreciate it, did not take kindly to the late aggression, and he let Jones know about it. There was some pushing, shoving, and hollering. Moments later, as the offense huddled, Coach Prime stepped in and let his players know He wasn't happy with what he's just witnessed. He said, quote, I see two of you walking off over here, and you've got a key teammate fighting. Where'd they do that at? Where'd they do that at? Not here, his players replied. He said, quote, if one fights, we all fight. All right. Um, This is trying to build some culture, but most coaches are not really loving fights within teams they do break out from time to time you like to see a little aggression but um and it happens we saw it happen at the cowboys but then to basically get on to the players for walking off i mean i don't know if he got onto the peacemakers if they were trying to break it up but if 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 one fights we all fight or two fight um i don't know i mean famously Dion was known for not exactly sticking his nose in on tackles and not loving contact. So I do kind of like this version of Dion that is basically condemning any players for not getting involved in fights in conduct. It's a strange, strange message. Um, but the one thing I would agree with him on, if you're in a game and – something happens to one of your teammates or somebody takes a shot, you know, you run to their defense. The offensive lineman always rush to the quarterback. Now, if that's his point, then that's fine. But if his point is, hey, if there's a fight, I want you all involved in the fight, that's just silliness. That's some kind of machismo type old school thing that I promise you he did not practice when he was with the Cowboys. If there was a fight, on the practice field, let me tell you where Dion was. He was over there grabbing some water. He was not climbing in the middle of a fight. Now, he might have caused the fight by saying something, but uh, this 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 kind of uh, uh, encouraging aggression, yeah, I don't know. I, I can understand he's trying to build a culture, so we'll give him some, we'll give him some leeway here. We've been talking realignment for basically the past two years nonstop, and looks like it's slowed down the four remaining 
Pac-12 schools still still trying to decide their future. The Oregon State AD told the Athletic that he he thinks that the best route forward is to keep the Pac-12 together and to add other schools. Meanwhile, we've uh, played numerous clips from Brett Yormark's appearance on the Marshawn and Iran podcast, the sports media podcast that he was on where he talked about a lot of things. And uh, he gave details on that podcast about how he secured the TV, the uh, media rights deal that the Big 12 starts next year. We went into the market, as you know, very quickly. And by October, we had effectively put together a deal with ESPN and Fox um, and, you know, had a verbal agreement. And it was the right thing for us to do because it became the catalyst for everything we've done since then, whether it's creating new IP, new events, the Oklahoma and Texas solution, and then ultimately expansion. Um, it was the number one catalyst. Now, at the time, I didn't realize that was really the last big deal uh, that was available, media deal, especially in, in our industry of collegiate athletics. But there was no doubt that at the time we wanted ESPN and still do ESPN and Fox so they could help elevate and amplify uh, our, our schools, uh, our conference for all the right reasons. You know, sometimes when you hire a commissioner with a different type background, like what the Pac-12 did with both their Klevkov and, and Larry Scott for him, who came over from tennis, some people are in different industries. Uh, Brett had a entertainment and uh, basketball background, uh, professional, was not dyed in wool, collegiate athletics, just didn't have that many ties in that world. But he's brought so many fresh ideas, and it turns out that the uh, most genius thing he's done is get to market, take that. Uh, jump ahead of the Pac-12, and again, it's the Pac-12's fault, but doing that left everybody else with no alternatives. There really wasn't a linear TV deal to be done. Pac-12 misjudged its standing and scared ESPN away from the bargaining table, and so ESPN and Fox had the combined money to get the Big 12 what it needed. Still amazing that they got that much money, and it'll grow into more money without Texas o and OU involved. And at the time, with only and, – and now you have to wonder how much more appealing this conference is. Like, Aaron, if you could add – if you had to choose between which four school – which set of four schools to take – you know, Cincinnati and BYU and Houston and that whole gang, as opposed to the Power 5 corner schools, well, certainly you would have taken the Power 5 schools. That's no knock on these other teams because in some ways they bring really a lot of great things to the table. Orlando, uh, Florida Market, huge enrollment, good program. Cincinnati's been to the college football playoff. But they got this TV deal done before they had four, like, really strong additions. Now, we could argue, is Colorado a better addition than, say, UCF or BYU? 
they don't have the national brand that BYU has, but they're a power five. Like, Aaron, that's kind of an interesting question. If And you can include Dion and all that. If you had to choose between bringing Colorado on or bringing BYU, I still probably might lean toward BYU because of the national brand that they are in the national following that they have. But now, if you had to say you can have this four or this other new four, I would have taken the new four as a group. Do you agree with me? Yes, I think that's I think that's absolutely right. You do agree with me. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> what else do you have for it, sir? Uh, real quick, uh, we, before we get to uh, John Machota, uh, been a lot of talk about rivalries with all the realignment going on in college football. One long-running rivalry has been, quote, paused, and it's a local one. The Battle of the Iron Skillet, the rivalry series between TCU and SMU, will be put on pause following the 2025 season. TCU Athletic Director Jeremiah Donati cited a desire for the Horn Frogs to increase their annual number of home games in explaining the decision to put the series on hold. The series dates back to 1915, and the two teams have played over 100 times. Man, I think the TCU folks are kind of okay with this, but it's a real bummer. I mean, it, it that thing picked up steam over the years, and it's been a nice little back and forth. Sometimes they weren't both programs. One was down, one was up. SMU's mostly been down, but they've been they came up and they won those games in 2020 and 2021. Um, this is kind of a power move by TCU to say we don't really need to do a home and home with you guys. Like, we're too big time. Y'all are not, you know, we got this new and improved Big 12. Y'all are not at our level. And they're kind of rubbing it in SMU's face a little bit. It's a, little, it's a bit of a joke. I mean, it, 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 let's not, I mean, TCU, yeah, is a better overall program. They had a great run last year. But it makes you look small when you take that approach. Now, there may be some horn Frogs out there. Stephen Simcox, Corey Dixon, others in our listening audience who might think that sounds harsh or inappropriate. I don't think inappropriate is the right word. But they think I'm being too hard on the Frogs. I don't know. Like, I don't, I'll have to ask Stephen. We may have him on at some point to talk about that. I, I don't know how much. Stephen's a young guy uh, approaching age 30. I don't know if if the folks older than Stephen in the forty to fifty range are more uh, are are more into that rivalry than the young folks. I I don't know, but it was a fun rivalry and it's cross town type deal. And I think um, I think Sonny had leaned into it, and I think it kind of makes Sonny, uh, even if it's not his decision, it makes Sonny Dykes look bad. To have been at SMU and then to be a part of the cancellation 
of of what is a a nice college football rivalry. I, I don't like the look for Sonny. All right, we got a guest coming up. John Mashoda from the Athletic joins us next. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Do you want a brand new boat? Right now you can get a boat cheaper than ever before at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. For Marineland Boating Center's 40th anniversary sale, we're slashing prices like never before. For a limited time, you could save almost $10,000 on an awesome new boat. Also, for a limited time, we are offering a free water sports accessories package worth $1,000 with select Yamaha boats. But hurry, this 40th anniversary sale only lasts for 40 days or until we sell 40 boats, will you be one of the lucky few to save thousands of dollars? Imagine the happiness you would feel owning a new boat. Imagine the fun you could have. Imagine the feeling of freedom and relaxation you'll feel when you're out on the water. Check us out online at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com or Google Marineland Boating Center to see our reviews and you can see for yourself why we are the highest rated boating center in Central Texas. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Payments for qualified buyers at 5.5% interest for 72 months with 5000 down, cash or trade, TTL, extra CD, details. Construction makes getting here harder, so we make buying easier at Richard Carr's Construction Sale event. Qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2017 Toyota Tundra four-wheel drive truck for $399 a month or a 2018 Chevy Equinox for $205 a month. Over 80 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles price to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for easy deals during the pre-owned construction sale event going on now at Richard Carr. At Richard Carr, we give you more. So many chores and so little time. That's why WC Tractor is here to help. We've bundled up the most popular new Kubota compact tractors with the most popular implements and created ready-to-go packages with payments starting as low as $299 a month. Stop by any of our Kubota locations and take a test ride on our new affordable Kubota L2501. Neatly packaged with a loader, cutter, box blade, and trailer. Think of all the tasks you can conquer with a new tractor package. Payments valid now through September 30th. See us at WC Tractor or go to KubotaUSA.com for more info. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. 
Drive it forward with the First Central Credit Union Auto Loan this summer. First Central will donate to your local Boys and Girls Club when you refinance or get a new or used auto loan. You save and every auto loan activates a donation to be given to your area after school programs. Plus, you get to keep your cash. No payments for 90 days. It is money for kids and a new ride for you. Visit FirstCentralCU.com today for details and apply online. Everything we do, we do for you. Member NCUA. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Audience Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. John showed up from The Athletic. Joining us now, John, are you uh, are you eager to break camp? Have you had enough time out there in lovely Southern California? Uh, are you uh, are you kind of g- girding yourself for the uh, hundred and six hundred and seven temperature? I guess you experienced it what for one night. Um, how are your? Where's your? Where are you? Uh, how are your mentals? Let's let's ask it that way. They're not great, to be honest with you. Um, I'm back in Texas. I didn't go back after uh, ah. the team left after the preseason game uh, just to go back for a couple of padded practices. Used to have factor in flight, hotels, yeah. food, and everything. I don't know if it was necessarily worth it. And actually, it ended up working out for me because I ended up getting sick uh, the day after their, <laughs> their last preseason game. So it's kind of weird. I got kind of a cold, which being from Michigan, that usually happens when it's about 40 outside and uh so it's fun it's 108 and then you got one so uh yeah i'm getting better though man you love it out there uh and uh and 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 all of that but uh, that was nice to kind of let some other folks participate and 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 get out there but uh you had a great run for a couple of weeks out there in oxnard i knew something was up you are the one of the better Twi- you know, Twitter guys on the beat, maybe the best at putting all this stuff. And I, and I, it was like that, those fights were occurring. And I was like, where's John in all this? Like, that was my first person when I started hearing about these fights yesterday. I was like, what's Mashoda? So this, this all makes sense. You were home oh, recovering. I would have been, been, oh. been in between Biotish and, and Parsons getting a, uh, getting a selfie for you. Your videos are superb and uh the young yeomans has tried i've seen him lately he's kind of other people have tried to mirror you the young gelkin 
from the Dallas Morning News. It's kind of like he tries to even, I think, watch sometimes. Where's Machado standing? And he tries to get over there and get your same angle. So uh, I believe me, I, I see how these things work. Now, one of them did get a decent shot of that Tolbert catch the other day. Now, that was pretty cool. That um, that might have been the young yeomans. Over in the – I mean, a ball kind of was, was – I, I can't even remember if Dak or whoever threw it. But the ball comes in there and Tolbert goes – I mean, that was a nice-looking catch in traffic. Um, where are you on some of these other receivers? We talked a lot about Cooks and CD, and we know what we expect from Gallup. As they try to fill out that wide receiver room, the fourth and fifth receivers – um, are the Cowboys seemingly have to feel pretty good about that position. Yeah, so when I went to Oxnard, I did not think that there was anybody that stood out as who would be their number four. I mean, it was clear that it's C.D., Cooks, and Gallup. That's your starting trio. And then there's the drop-off, and let's watch these camp practices, and let's watch preseason games, and let's try and figure out who that number four, five, six guys potentially be. And from everything I sought out in Oxnard and then obviously in that first preseason game, like Jalen Tolbert has totally separated himself from that pack. To me, he's the clear number four. Um, on that particular play, you're talking about on the back of the end zone. So that was from Will Greer. But even though Will Greer is the number three quarterback, he's, I mean, there's been a ton of time Tolbert's been working with the ones and the twos out there. And he just looks a lot better than he did certainly last year at this time. So, no, he's the clear number four. And then that five and six spot, Again, I didn't really know where that would be going into camp, but now coming out of it, I would say Cavante Turpin and then the rookie Jalen Brooks are probably separated themselves. So if they're keeping six receivers, I think it would be those six. And then that probably leaves you with like Simi Fajoko, you know, on the outside looking in. And then maybe, you know, like some of the other guys like a Dennis Houston or, or, or a Tyron Johnson. But I can't see them keeping more than six receivers. I think that would be the max. What did you make of uh, Mozzie's? performance in that second preseason game and uh, I guess there was some good there was some bad and isn't it interesting to see some of those veterans still out there late in a game in a preseason game never never maybe a great sign for for some of those players how are you seeing things kind of start to settle in with that d-line we know Adigazua does a great job um you know, Hankins, big Hankins, they like kind of seeing him in there anchoring down. Um, where, where, as you, well, you love a good projection too, the 53 man projection. I've seen yours. Um, is that, is that an area where we might be surprised by, by somebody left out? Or, or, or do you kind of, I mean, what do you kind of have in your mind as they get down to 53? How many of those, those big dudes they need to keep uh, of the defensive tackles? Yeah, I think Neville Gallimore and Quentin Bohanna are two guys that I can't see both of them making it, and there's a chance that neither of them are there. And that's kind of surprising just because of where this defensive tackle position had been. It had been kind of a weakness for this team for several years, and now they're in pretty good shape. I think the you know your starters week one will be Osa Digizua and Jonathan Hankins with Mozzie working behind them. And, I mean, Mozzie's been fine. It just, you know, when a guy's taken in the first round, that's the guy that people want, you know, fans want to know, hey, how's he looking? How's the first round pick looking? And they're just, there haven't been a ton of splash plays. And then you watch him in the game on Saturday. And, I mean, he he played okay. But, again, there I mean, he had a couple of plays that there was the one on the run stop where, where he threw a guy out of the way. And, and you could tell that, hey, yeah, there's that strength that everybody talks about, the reason he was number one on Bruce Feldman's freaks list. Like, it, it's there. But, but 
you know, there's still other parts of his game that just don't expect him to be, you know, Aaron Donald or Dominican Sue as their rookie year. Like it's going to take him some time to get acclimated there. So there haven't been like my time out at camp and watching the preseason game. There haven't been a lot of those big flash plays, you know, with Mozzie Smith. So, um, the other thing is with, with that defensive tackle spot, they, they try and work Chauncey Golston and that Billy Ami Fajoko, who they drafted in as kind of a DN slash hybrid D tackle. So it'll be interesting to see how they work with that because this is a deep defensive line group when you consider all the edge rushers they have too. I, I put it this way. If it, if it was like fantasy football I, and I was the Cowboys, I would be trying to trade one of these defensive linemen for mm. an offensive lineman because – I think one of their greatest strengths is their defensive line depth, and then their greatest weakness is probably their offensive line depth. But, you know, it doesn't work that way in the NFL. That There are very rare trades, one for one. Let me get one of your strengths, and, and I'll give you one of my strengths, for, and then we can, you know, fix this whole thing. It won't work that way, but that would be the perfect situation for the Cowboys. Do you think ESPN's Todd Archer ever, like, takes a peek at your projections, or do you think he's so prideful in his own projection that he refuses to look at like other people? I don't think he would ever admit it if he looked at your projection. But do you think maybe he takes a peek over there, or on those late those, those evenings when you do get to go dine with him, do you all kind of compare notes a little bit, or is it one of those things where Todd Todd will not? Uh, he only looks on his own paper. I would say my first few years on the beat, I definitely thought that he didn't look at anybody else's. But now that I've got a chance to be around him a little bit more, I think he's taking some peeks here and there. I mean, and I'm not saying it's not mine. I'm sure he's doing it. The morning news, maybe, maybe young Hellman over there at Fox. You know, I think he's, I think he's, you know, you don't, that's the thing. Like, yeah, you want to keep your eyes on your own paper, but you also don't want to be the person that you put out one of these and like you just leave out someone that's real obvious. So even if you're not trying to pull from somebody else, nice to just maybe just look one over and be like oh yeah yeah i don't want to leave that out don't want to leave that out so uh i think he does a little peek. yeah he maybe looks to see what like robert mays some of his projections over there at the athletic and and sees what uh, he has now did you did this illness keep you from going to see the great shohei otani as he knocks one out of the park last night now the the mashota i know would never stay at home with uh, with Shohei, uh, he was slated to be on the mound, but then he had tired. He had his arm was tired, so they took him off the mound. They're skipping his start, but he did play. He was at the plate. Are you telling me you did not go out to the Globe and uh, and check out Shohei Otani? I did not. I'm only going wow. to play games when he pitches. And when I saw he wasn't pitching, I'm like, I can't risk this potentially getting sicker. Um, so no, I missed out on that. Man, this is an illness. I may, I may come check on you. This is not. You're not a guy who usually lets one of these things get to you, John Mashota from the Athletic on the Matt Mosley Show here, ESPN Central Texas. Now, what what would be your biggest concern? Like, is there any area of a kicker? Okay, let's just take that off the table. They they for whatever reason always go into these seasons a little shaky at kicker. Um, how are they going to address that, by the way? I mean, is that, is that just kind of like, you know, keep letting this uh, uh, Aubrey? I mean, is there anything? Uh, it just seems odd that when people pick the flaw for the Cowboys, right now nationally you're seeing people say kicker, which I guess is good news, bad news, because it's like you got a lot of things that are going right, 
but that's one thing that could undermine an entire season. And it, 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 it's, it just seems there doesn't seem to be much of an excuse for it. I would say kicker is in the conversation, and I get it. I just think with kicker, you can go out and get a veteran if you need to. That Yeah, of course you're not going to have the best kicker in the league, but I think they look at it as we're going to give Aubrey every opportunity to win this job over these next two preseason games, and if he doesn't, then that's where our hand will be forced, and we're going to have to go get a, an NFL veteran. And whether that's Robbie Gold or somebody else, there are still people out there. Um, so I don't look at that as, as big of a concern as where I look at the offensive line because of the fact that mm. their starting five, I think, is, 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 is good. You know, if, if that starting five can stay healthy, I don't have really any concerns about that offensive line. I think they'll be in good shape. But when's the last time they've stayed healthy? I mean, Tyron Smith has not played a full season since 2015. So Terrence Steele is coming off a major knee injury. Uh, you know, Zach Martin's coming back from, from his holdout, but, you know, he should be fine. And then you have Biotish and, and then Tyler Smith. So, I mean, it's a good starting five, but the drop-off after that is significant. And if you need one of those other guys to step in and, and play a starting role because you lose one of those starters, I think you're in trouble. I mean, uh, next up at offensive tackle will be Matt Wiletsko at guard. would probably be Josh mm. Ball. And, and there's just a, there's a big drop-off there. I, I it would not surprise me if they made a move for a veteran interior offensive lineman uh, when these roster, you know, cutdowns come. Because the reason why that's more of a concern for me, because coming into camp, it was offensive line depth kicker and then backup running back. Well, the kicker and backup running back, you can find those. Of course, it's not going to be as good as Tony Pollard or a starter running back, but you can find someone that can complement Pollard and Deuce Vaughn if you need to. You can find a veteran kicker that can be solid. There's just not great offensive line depth throughout the league and I just when I look at this team on that two deep that I mean you saw it those were the starters in that game on Saturday I, I don't know how anybody can look at that and not say that's a concern well let's go that does not inspire a lot of uh, confidence when you throw that name out there and uh I mean no it's not like anybody's like sitting there with like a pro bowl swing tackle but you would like to have a little better depth and I think you're right you might want to address that what what is Mike McCarthy? Do you sense that in this camp, I mean, this whole play calling thing has given him a a bit of a jolt. I mean, I got to say, his news conferences, I seem there seemed to be a little more juice. There was some fun. Seemed to be enjoying himself with the media. I don't know if that'll continue as you get into the uh, the season. But but do you do you kind of sense? a pep in his step, and because he's sort of made himself somewhat comfortable with at least the people he has around him. Is this a reinvigorated Mike McCarthy? Are you kind of buying into that? I would say there's maybe a little bit. I don't notice. I My entire time out there, uh, the three weeks I was out in Oxford, I never noticed a major change with Mike. And, I mean, yeah, he's in a good mood right now this season is about to get started. He's taken over this play calling, obviously more responsibility. I wonder how that might change though, if the offense struggles at all, like, you know, will he still be the same way or will he be defensive about that? Because, you know, when you're standing up and up there and you're taking questions, whether it be on a Monday or, or right after the game on Sunday about the offense, it's one thing when you're the, you know, walk around head coach as Jerry would call it, but it's another when you're the one that's responsible for calling those offensive plays and this is a pretty good offense that he has to work with. And then, of course, you know, there will be comparisons to how the offense was the last few years if it's struggling and things like that. I think that'll be the real – that'll let you really know where he's at is when he's 
questioned after if things aren't going well. If things are going well, then yeah, he's going to be thrilled, and and it'll be all about well, let's see what you do in January because that's what ultimately is going to decide this season. But I, I, it's just I know what you're saying because that's been a big storyline of like oh Mike's you know that like Brian Schottenheimer's talked about it and stuff like that, and maybe he has yeah. behind the scenes. But from what mm-hmm. I've seen, I don't notice this major difference. I mean, Mike's probably been like this pretty much at the start of training camp every year uh, outside of this first year in 2020, because that was the COVID year and we didn't even go to uh, California. So I don't notice a major difference myself. Well, uh, John Machota calling that a bogus storyline. And uh, I, I, uh, I appreciate that. I, that, a that uh, overrated, I'll be yeah. A little overrated. Mosley go back to the drawing board, come back with something <laughs> a little more pertinent. I kind of appreciate that. It, it will be kind of fun to, to look at Kellen versus Mike this year. Won't it? I mean, we will have to do that. Hey, how's Kellen doing? What's Kellen up to? How's Herbert doing? How's Dak doing under Mike? I mean, you can't help but kind of watch the two teams and kind of and, and kind of think in that uh, in that respect. Oh, by the way, yeah, Zeke. And, and when that happens, when that happens, you'll be tweeting things about how like, oh, it looks, it looks like Kellen Moore is running the cool plays. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, that's that uh, some joke I had on Twitter uh, a while back that involved. Uh, Amari, I think when he when he came over. Now let me ask you this: <laughs> Did I say Kellen by name? You didn't. You didn't say it by name, but you said that they asked Amari about running any of the cool plays that they that he had from his day with the Raiders. So. <laughs> and those things, they made it was like they made you and Hellman and others laugh, but it it also made people like Archer crazy because when I do those jokes. Plate people would take it seriously and run with it like across the country, like it was a that real was a thing. as well and I think you like that one too but it was just it that people see it's the thing even when you try to just make outlandish jokes about the Cowboys people can believe it and I think that one was Jerry had asked the scouting department not to bother him on draft night <laughs> oh yeah I remember that I, but hey to be fair to be fair um it is kind of funny because just my time you know, covering other sports and then coming to Dallas. Like, if I never had been here and I didn't know anything about the Dallas Cowboys, I would think you were joking if you told me that in the middle of the game he, that the, that Jerry had gone down to the sidelines and been like, hey, Jason, we need to get Tony out of the game. Like, we're all the cameras around and everything. Like, I was like, no way, that would never happen. That, I mean, so there is, a, there is something about the Cowboys that it just allows a lot more things to be believable. Yeah. And there's still enough people out there that somehow think I'm, you know, I I, I would not. No, most people that know me know that I would joke. But anyway, people don't like Bleacher Report. Just, I mean, went with that big time. Hey, are you uh, are you ready to see Zeke in a Patriots uniform? Won't that be won't that be uh, uh, interesting to uh, and, and in fact, uh, Belichick talked to Stephen Jones about it. But uh, that, that I was glad to see him get involved uh, and be on a team. 
But, boy, that's got to be uh, love him or hate him for Cowboys fans. And he was a great player for the Cowboys. But that what a weird sight that will be. It will. And I don't know that there will be enough time that goes by between when, the, you know, his first few games there and then when he comes to AT&T Stadium. It's just going to seem so weird to see him in another team's uniform, not wearing 21. Uh, I mean, I'm happy for him because I think that's a good spot for him. And I think mm-hmm. that. You know, I think he's got a look, he's got something left in the tank. It's not like he's this old, used-up running back. He's just not, you know, $15 million a year, the guy that he was in, like, 2016, 2017. But I, he can certainly help a team. I mean, I said the entire time that if he had had his career with the Jets and was available this offseason, especially for, you know, a couple million dollars, I, I felt like he would be a decent fit for this Cowboys team. Um, but because of the way everything ended and, that moving on and going with Pollard as a lead guy didn't make any sense. But, like, I still think Zeke's got something to contribute. And I, uh, I'm interested to see. He seems motivated. I saw he posted on social media that he got his hair cut and it's back to the way he was as a rookie. So, I don't know. Maybe he's uh, – he has to be very motivated. Let's put it that way. All right. And could you – you're a big Florida State fan. Uh, the Seminoles – blocking poor Stanford and Cal. They need a conference. Florida State desperately trying to get out of the ACC, yet voting to not let these poor folks in. It's not going to take any money out of the pockets of the Seminoles who are looking for more money, a bigger cut, along with Clemson. But Clemson has not been as public with their disdain of the TV deal that the ACC has. Um... I like, I mean, Cal Berkeley and Stanford, I would love having them in my conference because it's like they're really smart, like intellectuals. Like there's nothing, they're not going to like take stuff away from. So I love that storyline. Florida State desperately trying to find a way out, but blocking anybody that's trying to get in while trying to get out. Um, That's interesting. Will Florida State be out of that conference like by the start of 2025? It seems like that's going to be tough. I hope they are, but I'm now because I'm only a Florida State football fan. I'm not a fan of, you know, any of the other sports programs or the university. I didn't go there. I've just always been a Florida State football fan, and I just don't see a way that, as we go forward in college football, that you can compete on the highest level if you aren't, you know, getting that top dollar. Because, you know, as you've seen, it's it's an arms race in college football. You know, I mean, just in your time, you know, around Baylor when Baylor's football team you know, start getting better, uh, everything around it gets better. The facilities get better, new stadiums, all that stuff. Like, And it's like you're just constantly competing. It's never enough because someone else is always going to be doing more. And so for me, I mean, I would love to see Florida State get in the SEC. Of course, it'd be tougher competition, but that's where all the money's at. But, yeah, I don't like the idea of them trying to tell other teams that they can't get in the ACC. I mean, who are you to say that? So uh, I hope that they're out of the ACC by then just because of the money. But I, I have my doubts. It seems like it's going to be tough for them, them to get out of that TV contract they have right now. John, great stuff. Good information. Feel better, okay? And um, if all else fails, go get you one of those Z-Packs. Uh, start it with a steroid shot uh, in the rump. That's what I always start mine uh, with. And that gets you off to a good start. And then the Z-Pack takes hold. Uh, and then you'll you'll be okay. But don't let this thing linger too long, okay? you got to get your game face on and, and get ready to roll. 
I'll be ready. I like. I appreciate the advice too. I'm. I'm. I'm like. Yeah. Consider that. The last thing you need is sod to settle in on this beat and think that he owns it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. 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 We're not going to let that happen. Okay. Sod. Uh, tremendous. He's a good guy. So everybody that you know, if if you're not already subscribed to the Athletic, definitely do that. We got Sod Yusuf's join in the Cowboys coverage, and uh, we're both going to be at every game, home and away this year. Uh, so. A lot of good coverage coming your way from the athletics. So if you're not subscribing, please do. Boy, I love that. Um, a little uh, plug there for you and Sod, yeah. and uh, that's a uh, it's a very good value. Although the only thing that bugs me about the athletic, I love reading it. Uh, I like following you. That all those promoted stories on on X, which is now Twitter, confuses me. Like I okay. I'm always like, oh, this looks interesting, and then. You got to look down there, and it'll say promote promoted. You know what I'm talking about? And yeah. it's like it's an old story that they're kind of promoting. I don't like yeah. that to end up in my timeline. So if you would if you would let somebody know that, yeah, I, no, I'd... about that, we're gonna get that out of your timeline. <laughs> okay, John, appreciate you. All right, man. Have a good weekend. All right, there he goes to uh, as he continues to convalesce. And try to get his, uh, get his, uh, uh, get this whatever he has under control. He's a young man. I think he'll bounce back from this thing, but it has lingered to the point where he did not go see Shohei Otani, and he's a guy that loves live sporting events. Most more, more than most media, most of us are kind of cynical, and we we go to so many things that we don't seek out things as fans anymore. John still does. All right, um, it is the Matt Mosley Show. We continue on, and this is kind of fun. I, I want to hear from two uh, potential starting wide receivers from the Bears, courtesy of the J-Mo Show. Uh, this is uh, Monterey Baldwin and, and my personal favorite, Hal Presley have loved him ever since he arrived on campus. Let's hear from these two youngsters next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. <laughs> That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our, our family, family makes, makes the, the difference. difference. 
Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. You'll find gifts for the whole family, jewelry, candles, home decor, and wind chimes at China Spring Country Store. They're also an official Purina dealer, featuring bagged and bulk animal feed for all of your farm animals and pets. China Spring Country Store is also the place to find deer protein, deer corn, and deer feeders, outdoor furniture, plus farm and ranch supplies, including gates, panels, and fencing. Go by and say hello to Taylor, Melissa, and the gang at China Spring Country Store. 90 30 China Spring Highway and at ChinaSpringCountryStore.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right. um, We are uh, the Matt Mosley Show, and we'll take you to 6 o'clock. Rangers off tonight. You get going again with the uh, Brew Crew. Now, I don't know, Aaron, are those uh, weekend games like a Friday night? Will they start a little later at 730 or are those 705? Most of these first pitches have been 7.05. I kind of forget what they do on the weekend. But uh, as we get closer to the playoffs, we'll carry those playoff games, of course, right here on ESPN Central Texas. I mean, we've got to, right, Aaron? Okay, it is uh, – Aaron, I've got another trivia question. We had a trivia question earlier, and it involved the Temple – how many state titles has Temple won, and what years did they win those uh, – state titles now i usually like to come back quickly and share the answer after we have a winner and i haven't done that yet and ash ash uh got the victory and uh ash already come by to to pick up the uh, two free sandwiches so that's it that's exciting but the answer was 1979 in 1992, I believe, yes, uh, 1979, 1992, Temple State titles, and uh, so the answer was two state titles, 79 in 1992, and uh, so congratulations, you listen, you win, two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's. Aaron, we were a little bit young to remember that first one. Man, I didn't 
I was at Baylor, um, I would have started had my been in my freshman year at Baylor for that uh, second state title, Temple, and I remember seeing a great Lake Highlands team. That might have been my freshman year at Baylor. We drove to Temple and saw Lake Highlands and Temple getting it on in a non-district game. And, um, and in fact, I remember seeing this. Uh, I was a freshman at Baylor, and then there was this uh, junior Highland debt from Lake Highlands, uh, Aaron. And uh, that would, uh, she later, several years later, became my wife. So uh, how about that? Right down there in Temple, Texas. And uh, she came to Baylor, and uh, that's where it all started. And now, 25 years later, here we are. Um, It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, continuing on. Now, Aaron, um, on a daily basis, Baylor meets with the media. It's been fall practice, unfortunately, we get off the air at 6. They do these interviews at 5.50 or about 6 o'clock. So it's generally kind of impossible for me to jet over there and be in position. J-Mo, the voice of the Bears, director of broadcasting for Baylor University in all things broadcasting, he is there on the scene pretty much every day. And he's kind enough to share with the ESPN Central Texas broadcasting family uh, a lot of these interviews. Now, um, we have Hal Presley and we have Monterey Baldwin. Aaron, which one, which receiver would you like to start with? Start with Monterey Baldwin. Okay. Monterey Baldwin is, I think, a fan favorite. He comes from down the road at Col- in uh, Colleen, Texas, native. And um, he's just got all sorts of speed. He's become a better route runner. I mean, he can help in so many areas, but he is a speedster who can take the top off of a defense. Let's hear from Monterey Baldwin in his media availability from yesterday. Monterey, I guess I'll start with you on just what area did you want to get better at? Is there one thing that you wanted to improve on? Um, there were multiple things, but I think the two biggest things were adding a few pounds to my frame and then also being consistent every day and trying to be a leader in that room. Because the thing last year was like, you didn't know what version of me we were going to get last year coming every day for practice. So this year I'm just trying to be consistent and be the same person every day. How much did you put on? Did you I put on around like 5 to 10 pounds. I'm sitting up between like 170 and 175 right now. For you guys as a group, what did that year of having to kind of step up in the absence of some of those guys like RJ and Taekwon who left the year before do for y'all? Um, it was kind of difficult, but I feel like it helped us mature and mature fast because last year we really didn't have nobody with any experience. I mean, me, I guess me and Hal had the most, but when we had guys like Keytron in the room and then we got guys who played a whole year, like it really helps because now we can mature, we can grow, we can help the younger guys, we can help the people who have to step up and play this year. So I feel like it really helped us in that, in that aspect. How has having so much competition within the group helped you all kind of get better? Um, it helps us get better because like everybody plays different. So when people are balling and people are balling from the oldest guy, J.D., down to Micah. So whenever you see people doing stuff, we can take aspects of other people's game and add it to ours. So I feel like just the diversity in the room is helping everybody get better and learn. 
how do you personally kind of develop as a receiver? Seems like you were really good in those kind of short games that you were able to break lines. Have you started to develop kind of other aspects of your game as well? I feel like I'm trying to be more physical, or like using my hands, because there's nowhere in the rule book where the DBs can use our hands and we can't use our hands. So we're just trying to, I'm trying to use my hands more and just play fast on every play, whether it's a run play or a pass play, and just be consistent every day, like I said. All right, I think because of the experience factor, maybe the question on defense is secondary. What are you seeing from those guys? How competitive are they with you guys? Oh, I see those guys working hard every day. They, they're coming. They're bringing it every day. They're helping us get better. They're telling us things that we're doing wrong to that they see to give away like any routes or whatever. So I feel like the competition between us is helping us get better, and we're learning from each other. And that's what we're trying to do. We go in the locker room after practice and we talk about it. We don't just like go out there and butt heads and try to beat each other. We're trying to learn from each other, not beat each other. Does last year motivate you just in terms of how the season went? It does, because in my eyes, it was a disappointment. Because we were way better than whatever record we had last year. I don't even remember what it was. But we were way better than that. And I feel like the work we put out in the spring, through the summer, and through fall camp right now is going to prove that. And we're just getting better every day. Monterey Baldwin from right down the road, one of ours, uh, Central Texas's own and he is a speedster. I like the attitude. I like the kind of, you know, I don't even know what last year's record was. Aaron, I'm kind of like that too. I try to kind of put it out of my mind. I think it might have ended up being six and seven, and I was there on the night it all went down at the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, Texas. Great people, uh, a great bowl for what they they do and who they honor, not where the Bears want to be, uh, it, it had more to do with the facility than than anything else, and uh, Bears didn't really feel like being there that night to play Air Force. Air Force uh, used to colder weather and uh, did not mind the frigid temps and put it to the Bears, even threw the ball a little bit on the Bears. Uh, a, gr- a great bunch of, uh, well, we just respect them so much, but they went out and just had, they uh, they were more into it than the Bears. So let's uh, let's keep our eye uh, on. But Monterey is just – I like what he said, too, about uh, not being ready at, uh, for practice, not always maybe having the same attitude or same approach to every practice. He's better in that regard, and I think he's showing some leadership. And I think having a guy show up like Keetron Jackson from Arkansas, hey, that's a big-time player who's kind of a selfless guy, didn't come in there – arrogant and line up first in practice line up uh he he came in there but boy he's not he he is ready to to be a frontline receiver for this team monterey's the same way now let's hear from uh i just and i and I, there's a, several players on this team neighbors being one of them from heat that i really like armani winfield from the uh, lewis full area love him love uh, armani great great uh athlete and uh, as always, I've been excited to see his development. But Hal Presley, with his size, athleticism, strength, to me, he's always been someone that could end up being a huge X factor uh, for the Bears in that wide receiver room. Let's hear a little bit from Hal. Hal, about a weekend, what's, what's it been like in that uh, wide receiver room? Um, I feel like it's been good. Um, 
It's been the best year uh, that I've had uh, with the receivers, like, rela- like relationship-wise and stuff like that. So it's been good. How are you all meshing with the quarterbacks, just kind of that connection? Maybe did the summer help some of that too? Uh, yeah, we did work a lot together this summer, and uh, I can definitely see it. And uh, I, I can see a lot of wide receivers, like, uh, really, like, growing in a lot of places, including myself. So it did help. How, how do you think this group as a whole is more confident this year? Because last year, obviously, you guys have lost some key pieces like Taekwon and guys have just stepped up. How that year under your belts has helped? Um, like you said, like with the years under our belts, I feel like uh, just coming into like practices and stuff like that, we kind of know what it's going to be and we know like the level that we have to perform at. So like with that being said, like we're just just practicing to the best of our abilities and we're getting better every day. It's not no step backs, none of that. So um, that's that's where I would say. Just kind of off that this year, you're, you're bringing back a lot of guys versus losing guys the year before. Just talk about the depth of the wide receiver. Uh, so yeah, the depth the depth is like really really deep. Uh, so if one of us goes down, uh, God forbid, but we're gonna be ready. Everybody's ready. Everybody can catch. Everybody can jump. Everybody can run fast. So yeah, we all good. How are you feeling physically? I know that first day of practice, right? Or one of the first days, it came down a little weird. Uh, yeah. So uh, the first day, I got hit. I got hit by uh, one of the workers because they uh, need me in my thigh. But uh, now I'm, I'm feeling better now, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling better. What does a guy like Keytron brought to the room? You said what? What is what does a guy like Keytron brought to the room? Keytron has brought a lot. I feel like he's brought uh, a lot of confidence with it because. Uh, him coming in, he didn't have a problem with confidence and stuff like that. And I feel like that's something that uh, a lot of guys can like grab from people and stuff like that. So it was really good for him to come in. Your connection with Blake over the, the uh, spring and, the, and now the fall, how has that grown? And um, what have you seen out of him that makes you think he's taken maybe a couple steps? Uh, so yeah, like I said, uh, during summer we were like throwing together a lot. Like every other day we were throwing together. Um, I saw a lot changing, like his throwing motion and stuff like that. Um, his ball spins even more than it did last year. Um, yeah, so he's great. He's better for sure. Was there anything in particular you worked on to get better at to improve this year? Um, I would say just like becoming like a bigger receiver. Um, last year, I was like 195. Like, I'm playing around like 205. So uh, that's better for me. And like, I play bigger. So it's, 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 I can take hits and stuff like that. So it's better for me. Let's a worker hit you in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, Aaron, did you hear what he, did he say? A worker hit, hit him in the thigh or something? Is that what he said? A worker? What was he talking about? Uh, sure. <laughs> early in, or is it kind of early in practice? But anyway, I I love the size, what he can do along the sideline. Um, I I think he's even got some run after catch in him. But I I mean, if he still has the same amount of speed in route running, and he's gotten up to two hundred five from one ninety five, I mean, he's thick. And um, and the, so with Baldwin, they complement each other really nicely. And then Jackson's just a flat-out – I mean, he can get behind everybody. And he's going to be a great guy to watch. Just this receiving room and tight end room, especially the wide receivers, 
are so far advanced of where they were last year, it's not even close. And uh, it's uh, it's it's really going to be fun to watch it all. All right, it is uh, time for something we call the dismount. We'll uh, kind of get you ready for this evening in sports and let you know about uh, a little bit of breaking news out there. That is next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're teaming up with the McGregor Volunteer Fire Department to help raise money for repairs and maintenance on their fire trucks and equipment. They will be selling raffle tickets for three opportunities to win a rifle, and we will draw the winners live at Jim Turner Chevrolet on August 19th at 1 o'clock. We will also be accepting cash donations and serving free hot dogs. So come out and show your support for the local heroes. And remember, we're just our beat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cnccollisioncenter.com, and find them on Facebook. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators, maintenance and electrical technicians, and supervisors for their plant. Day and evening shifts are available. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers a comprehensive benefits plan including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. PTO begins day one of full-time employment. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. 
Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Well, look back today. Um, had Brad Shelton on from Midway. John Mashota on from The Athletic covering those uh, Cowboys. Heard from uh, Monterey Baldwin and Hal Presley just a little bit ago. And, um, Aaron, one thing I didn't have a chance to get into, the uh, 2023 NBA schedule is uh, out. And everybody's kind of coming up with, like, the toughest stretches. Christmas Day will, again, bring five games all to be aired on ABC or ESPN. The slate begins with the Bucks, and this has become a great Christmas tradition. Now, the NFL is going to get involved on Christmas. I mean, you knew that. That's been happening, I guess, but it's going to happen even more. But NBA has taken over. The slate begins with the Bucks at the Knicks, Golden State at Denver, Celtics at the Lakers, Sixers are at the Miami Heat. Closing the night on Christmas, a team that continues to play games on Christmas, and I'm happy because I always love watching our uh, our local team. We can kind of call them local because a lot of us uh, follow this team. Dallas at Phoenix. Dallas at Phoenix. And, um, man, I am. Um, the first NBA game for Spurs rookie Victor Wimbanyama is going to be Spurs versus Mavericks. Whoa. Now, that's fun. That's really fun. So we'll look a little bit more at uh, the schedule tomorrow. Aaron, uh, excellent work today. Big uh, uh, announcement for our show tomorrow at 5 o'clock. I want everybody to have a great evening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow at 3 o'clock straight up. It's 3 to 6. It's the Matt Mosley Show. Good night, everybody. It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the BYU Cougars and their inaugural season in the Big 12. Here's Jeff.